Hi everyone, this is part two of the round table for 2018. If you have not listened to part one yet, go back and listen to the previous episode so you can see how we got here. This is the second and final part of the Summer Teapots Top 10 round table. Time, bitches. Only one more week till Bazoween. The biological clock is ticking. Be in front of your podcast listening devices for the sexy horrorthon, and remember the big fingering at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your regulation podcast under the stairs crotchless undergarments. The biological clock is ticking. It's almost time to get fingered. podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Ladies and gents, so you had to wade through what will be in my mental breakdown of this episode. About five hours of podcast to get to this point. Welcome. I hope you're refreshed. I got myself beer in the intermission because I get a feeling we may need it. We may need it. Um, I would say that people in America should go and get beer, but rumour on the street is Court drank it all last night. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> he took one from the team. Um, and we're not mentioning alcohol around Bo Ransdell at all because we know he has a problem, as mentioned earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Just put it out there, Bo. This is an intervention for you, my friend. I don't know why I'm doing this. You I guys are lo- shit at it if that's the case. <laughs> I just love giving like Bo like, horrible backstory. I don't know why I do it now, but I, like, it's almost every recording now I give him like, some weird backstory. It makes me really happy. Um, Duncan is like you give me back for as long as it starts so every time with I was born a poor black child <laughs> so much for keeping this recording short <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
now that the now that the 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 frivolity is out the way at the start here, let's let's uh, let's examine our list now. Uh, the scoring system super simple. I asked my guest hosts here to uh, rank the movies from their favourite at number one down to their least favourite at number 20. I then assigned points to each title. Now, I know that there will be people out there that will think that I may have tampered with the list. I can assure you I have not, and I will post the official list as part of the website posting for this. You can go back and see what each host voted and when they're going to tell you anyway during the recording, as well as the listeners as well. You'll be able to see what listeners selected and put them where, because I believe in naming and shaming every motherfucker. Name and shame. Um, So, yeah. So their least favourite movie would have been given one point, their favourite movie on the list will have been given 20 points, and as such, I am about to start the official list. Hosts, are you ready? Yes, yes. we've been ready for a long time now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and make it end. Uh, right. At number 20 on the list, scoring a grand total of 44 points, so pretty bad, um, is a little movie called... Pet Cemetery. That's right. Pet Cemetery bottoms out the list. Ooh, let's work our way round and see where Pet Cemetery ended up for everyone else. Let's start with. Um, let's start with Andy. Uh, number seventeen. Number seventeen on Andy's list. Bo Ransdell. Uh Number nineteen on my list. Number nineteen on Bo's list. Nice. Court Psyops. 19 for mine as well. So I'm starting to see a pattern here. Um, let's forget <laughs> to Darren Wilson. 19. 19 on that list. Doug Tilly. Sometimes dead last is better. So number 20. <laughs> oh, no, you did not. Oh, no, you did not. Not on this show. No, you didn't. Uh, Gary Hill. Uh, number 19 as well. Number 19, Jamie J. Sammons. Jamie. <laughs> Unmute yourself, Carl. Number number eleven. Number eleven? Yep. Ooh. <laughs> oh dear. Um uh, I, <laughs> I didn't expect it to be I, it's in front of me as well. I don't know why I'm surprised. Um <laughs> taken aback. I was gonna say, didn't you didn't you see that list? Like you <laughs> I, I did, yeah, but I, did, I forgot all about it there for a second. Locked it out. <laughs> um I appeared number twenty on my well yeah, the bottom of the list, number twenty on my list. Um and you're gonna start to see that a lot of Duncan's list makes sense on this. Um so yeah. Uh, anyone surprised that it made <laughs> The, the very bottom. Anyone shocked? I am. <laughs> it doesn't hold up to my warm and fuzzy memory, so I'm really not that shocked that it's the same for a lot of other people that may have revisited it. Mm. Yeah, I think that was the thing. I think like when you watch it back, and there are some big flaws in the movie, and I think that maybe is how we all felt about it. Minus Jamie. Um, or Jamie's just happy with him, which is fine. You're allowed to be that way, Jamie. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. Um, I think she just loves the fact that a kid got pancaked by a truck. <laughs> what, 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 what I love... Well, what, true story. Yeah, what I love about this is that, just in the previous segment here, most people really didn't like this movie, yet it scored above Pet Cemetery. At number 19 on the list is Society. That's right, Society came in two points above. Um, there is a reason for that, which you will find out really quick. And what I should have done, and I missed out, and it's bad form on my part, is mentioned what Liam had as uh, Pet Cemetery was number 
He was number nine on his list, so he had that quite high. What you, Jamie, on that one? <laughs> had the highest on his one. Uh, so there we go. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Did he say that Pet Cemetery was one of the top ten horror movies yep. of the 1980s? Yeah, like Liam's list. There's a reason Liam's not here. Um, and <laughs> trust me, <laughs> Liam was bullied a lot as a kid, and that's why he really loves yeah, Pet Cemetery. I, 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 I love Liam's list because Liam's list is just two middle fingers to every single person, and it's just <laughs> it's why he is my favourite podcaster ever um, minus the people that are on the show and some of the other guests I've been on as well uh, no he knows I love, I love you Liam I love you uh, right uh, so yeah number 19 on the list was Society two points above it with 46 um, I will tell you that Liam is a reason that it, it kind of bested out uh, it was number 4 on Liam's list holy fuck <laughs> really 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 high Liam loves that movie loves it quite a bit <laughs> as you can see um society was 15 on my list um let's move around and check what everyone else had andy blockley jesus christ number four is number 20 on my list number 20 and listen you can't hey you can't be as preachy because you are basically liam last year well, I don't like Jalo movies. I don't like Deep Red. Deep Red gets twenty points. It's uh, <laughs> twenty on my list. But, yeah, right. at least I had Tourist Trap pretty low down. Everyone else was slagging it off, and it was about. And then it was higher. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. And we're going to get there. We're going to get there, Andy. Just remember that pumpkin head conversation. We're going to get there. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Andy had it. Where? Sorry. 20. Number 20, which is no surprise before you put it on your list. Um, let's try Bo. Uh, number 18. Number 18. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Course IOPS. Society I had at 17. Hmm. Respectable. I'm liking it. Dan Wilson. Society was 15 on yes. my list. Same place as mine. Nice. Dog Telly. Screaming Mad George effects go pretty far with me. Number 17. Boom, I love it. Um, Gary Hill. Number 20, oh. bottom of the list, but then it's not, then it's a band. We actually watched it last night again with some friends for two drink, and it's a lot better with a group. So if it, with a group, it's a, it's a 18, 17 on my list for right now, but it's <laughs> bottom 20 right there. Oh, right. And uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Oh, it's 20 on my list. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I'm finding difficulty as to, I, I, mean, I don't know, I didn't actually do the math along with you, but it just sounds like society got a steadily, like, 19, 18, 17, 20, 20. I know at least three of us had it as number 20. Yeah. So how did it end up coming in ahead of Bob? Liam had a, Liam Oh, like because it's number four, right? Oh, we <laughs> fucked up which, a curve. Which, which okay. instantly gives it instantly gives it sixteen points, right? <laughs> you know, like, or seventeen. It gives it seventeen points in, in Liam's right. eyes. So that he is blew why the fucking it went so curve. Hard. All right. <laughs> all it takes. Oh, hey, listen. All it takes is one person to really push for a movie, and it can make a difference on these bottom numbers anyway. Um, I, I, I will say Liam's defense. If I take any one movie or two movies, I take Videodrome. In this movie, showed us something we'd never seen him before. Like, not wait for it, wait for it, wait oh, for it. Right. Yeah, on. that'll that'll stick with you like some bad Chinese food. Okay, right there, society <laughs> will. Yeah, I, 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 like I say, it, it appears low on the list, and that doesn't diminish my love for society. I think it's fucking bitching. Um, it's just such a wild ride, and that end, and every single time, just leaves me flabbergasted. I'm like, <laughs> how did he get money for this? <laughs> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, right, number 18 on the list should surprise no one. Most people don't think it should have went through at all. But with 60 points, that's right, 14 points clear of society at number 18 is Pumpkinhead, which lands almost identically the same place as Tourist Trap. I think Tourist Trap was 17 or 18 <laughs> on the 70s list. Interesting that. Y'all be kind of vocal, but when it comes down to it, turns out that maybe some people like things a bit more than they Or maybe just in the order. I don't know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Liam's list. Liam had... Right, where are we? Pump. He called it Pumpkin Seed, which I think is a... Material. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's that's that other Pumpkinhead movie. Yeah, I think yeah, that's the porn parody. Um, yeah, as he had it as number sixteen on his <laughs> list. Uh, interestingly enough, as much as I was like, "Yay, I love this movie," I told you that Common Sense will out on the end of the list, and it appeared number eighteen on my list. Um, let's swing back around the table and get everyone else's views. Bo Ransdell, uh, number twenty. Number twenty on your list. Court Psyops. Pumpkinhead came in at 15 on mine. 15 on yours. Andy Blockley. Number 19. See what I did there, people, from the 70s one. The ridiculed yeah, film at number 19. Yes, this... 15 or 16. <laughs> like Tourist Trap. He hasn't held on to this grudge for a year, honestly. He hasn't. He has. It doesn't mention it every time <laughs> I speak to him. It's not his first sentence. I'm not like, hi, Andy. And he's like, fucking... Tourist Trap ended up 17... He doesn't do it, he doesn't do it. Um, Darren Wilson. 20. Number 20 on your list, Doug Telly. Duncan, did you know that the person in Pumpkinhead, you know that little redneck kid uh, in Pumpkinhead? He played the nerdy debate team person in Society. So he's in both of the uh, movies that are are near the end of the list. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, (laughs) anyway, number 19. Oh, I love you so much. Hey, uh, Gary Hill. Uh, I broke the curve on this one because uh, let me tell you a little story because I was I was tired. I was oh. I was taking a break from work. I was having a Maxwell Street Polish. So I was hungry, tired, and somber. So I placed this at number five. Number so, five? You Are you what? Wow. <laughs> that is baffling. <laughs> there we go. There you it go. It was a combination of the, the grilled onions and my own you know, I don't know what you call don't it. Don't blame you know. the grilled onions. Right, this is, that's the Ebenezer Scrooge defense. Yeah, mustard. Of, yeah. right. A I'm going to yell. Potato. <laughs> I'm going to yell at Gary every time a movie better than Pumpkinhead ends up lower on his goddamn list. <laughs> oh, I'm so oh, there's happy. a lot too, trust me. I'm so happy. This is Which would I'm be at least for. 14 other times. Okay, so calm down, okay? I'll live for when doing this, Jamie. Where did Pumpkinhead land for you? Well, no, it's at 19 because, like I said, there are going to be at least 14 other times that there's a better movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, 19. I, you know, yeah. And, and Doug, did you, were you, are you referring to the kid who does the line that I quoted? Yeah, that, that, that same kid. Yeah, he ended up being the nerdy debate guy. I don't think I ever noticed that. Good call. He also plays the unique animated toy person in Silent Night Deadly 5, if you remember that movie, Jamie. Dear yeah, he loved God, that there's five of those? I've only, seen, I've only seen that one once, and that was when I forced myself to go through the entire franchise. And uh, No, I forced you to go through the entire franchise. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that, that, that was... Well, see, I, right. blocked, <laughs> I 
blocked that shit out. That's <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, right, number 17 on the list. Um, and it kind of breaks my heart to see it this low, but we heard what everyone said about it. Um, John Carpenter's adaptation of Stephen King's Christine with 65 points, just five points ahead of Pumpkinhead. Um, in terms of the lists here, um, Liam had Christine at the bottom um, at number 20 oh. on his list. Um, I had it as number 19, which feels like I made a mistake because um, it is better than Pumpkinhead. I don't know what I was doing there. Um, <laughs> but I will accept it. I will accept it. Um, let's find out what our hosts thought. Jamie, where did you have Christine? I mean, I'm kind of baffled at you, Duncan. Like, you just turned your back on this movie. It yeah, breaks the heart. It's almost, it as, heart. It's almost as if the, I wanted the dead zone to go through after. It's almost as if I hated myself when it finished. Um, <laughs> it's almost as if you bullied me into it to begin with. Um, I uh, This is number 12 on my list. Nice. Got to help. 15. Number 15 on your list, Doug Tilly. You know, Duncan, the two male leads of Christine <laughs> ended up both being notable directors. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, Christine, <laughs> number 18. I remember, what was it? What was the name of that thing on VH1? They used to do it. Pop up video. Yeah, pop up video video with the facts at the bottom. I love Uh Doug Tilly's pop up video facts at the bottom (laughs) of the podcast. It's just the greatest thing ever. It's the only reason I'm even paying attention anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I wonder what he knows about this movie. Um, Let's see. So it was Doug, so it'll be Dern. Christine was 16. Christine was 16. There's a lot of jokes that were mentioned on the other recording where things got inappropriate kind of quickly. So let's move on. Um, let's go stick on that. Court Psyops, where did Christine appear for you? 13, even more inappropriate, so let's not even talk yeah, about let's, that. Yeah, let's do uh, Bull Ransdell? Uh, 14, right side of the quinceanera. <laughs> Andy Blockley. 10. I don't understand how it's so low down because it doesn't seem to be ranked that bad. But yeah, well, that's math. Uh, got 65, 65 points. Do you know what appeared above it at number 15? Oh, no, that was number 17. Number 16, uh, apparently, I told you this beer would kick my tits. Uh, number 16 <laughs> on the list um, is a little movie called Gremlins. That's right, they all said it wasn't a horror movie. Well, look at it now, Dad. Look at it now. Uh, Gremlins comes in at number 16 with 80 points. Um, it comes in a whole 15 points above Christine. Liam had Gremlins at number 12 on his list. Um, I had Gremlins at number 16 on my list. Uh, let's go round the hosts. Andy Blockley, kick us off. And uh, 13. Number 13 on your list. Bo Ransdell. 17. That sounds decent. Course Iops. Gremlins? Yeah. Eight. Number eight. Whoa. As, as, much as, as much as I wanted to say that it, I wasn't counting it as a horror film when I had to stack it up and really examine the effect it had, it, it belongs at eight for me. There we go. Nice. Dan Wilson. Gremlins was 12 for me. 12. Na, 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 na. Sorry, I'm just so happy right now. <laughs> uh, Doug Tilly. Well, I'm the only reason that Gremlins is even on this list, so yep. I suppose I deserve to put it nice and high up at number 11. Number 11. And I, I just want to say that as 
when you go to see the the listeners list, a lot of people are are Gremlins lovers. So I think we did the right thing and we did the right choice in making sure that went through and we combated internet hatred before it started. Like Minority Report. That's how I'd like to see that episode is we Minority Report this shit out of that. Uh, Gary Hill, where did you have Gremlins? Uh, 13. Uh, yeah, that's where I said. Number 13, Jamie J. Sammons. 16. Number 16. Very, very nice. That's Gremlins. Number 15. I kind of think this should have been a little bit higher, but here we go. Number 15 is Near Dark with 86 points. Oh. Only six points higher than Gremlins. Uh, Liam's list. He has Near Dark at number 14 on his list. Um, Near Dark is number 10 on my list. It cracks the top 10. And that number 10 spot. Do love me some Near Dark. Andy Blockley, where did it appear for you? 11. Number 11. Boran's note. Uh, 15. Number 15. Uh, let's do Darren Wilson. 13. Number 13. Court Psyops. 18 for Near Dark. Ooh, can I go there? Can I break my heart? <laughs> can I feel the sharp pain of betrayal in my heart here? <laughs> Sorry, not not a fan. Just not really a big fan. Uh, Don't go breaking my heart. He has. He's just broke it. Uh, he doesn't even need to put the bag out the front door. I'm fucking taking my bag back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doug. Number 12. Number 12. I like that. See me and Doug back on, back on form here. Um, Gary Hill. Seems kind of high in retrospect, but I, I put it at six in my initial thought, initial list. I would, say it's, I would say it's better than Pumpkinhead, so... <laughs> it, it is. Like I said, yeah. I think my emotions played a factor in that Pumpkinhead choice, so... Yeah. Stop busting my balls about it, okay? <laughs> hey, I also put Pumpkinhead above near dark, so... Here's your other bag, Duncan. Get just, the fuck out. I'm just, I'm just thinking that some people were eating some dodgy enchiladas, a la Friday Part Five style. And when you write that list, you suddenly got a gurgle in your own those damn enchiladas. And you ooh, me, baby, ooh, baby, <laughs> baby, ooh, baby. Uh, Jamie, where did it come in for you? Here's near dark on your list. Eighteen. Eighteen. And this is why it didn't crack that top ten. Some people. Not loving it. This one is a travesty and we should all fucking be ashamed of ourselves. Every single one of us. And I'm going to go round naming and shaming every fucker on this show. <laughs> uh, number 14 on the list, The Blob. What? With 90 points. 90 points. Now, I've said that. I can't remember where I put The Blob on my list. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why. Um, the Blob on Liam's list was, wait for it, number 18. Mm. on his list kind of high um, and saying that I it landed exactly where I put it so once again my list is God I had it number 14 although I kind of hate myself <laughs> for some of the picks I have above it looking at it what the fuck must have been some dodgy onions uh, yeah <laughs> like the onions damn a bit of gravy onions. about that grave <laughs> uh, Jamie where did you have the blob 17 mm. got to help Nine. Number nine. Gary, you have legitimized yourself right now in my eyes. <laughs> okay. Did the thing that I couldn't do. Uh, Doug Tilly, the blob. Lucky number 13. Number 13. Darren Wilson. Yeah, uh, if I did the list today, the blob would be a little higher. I had it same as Jamie. I had 17. Nice. Cool. Ops. 
I had it at number 11. I feel like it should have cracked the top 10 for me because in retrospect, I love the blob a lot more than I thought I did. So I should have pushed it up at 11. Cool. On Ransdell. any given Sunday. <laughs> Poor Ransdell. Uh 13 as well. Number 13. Same as Doug. Almost as if, almost as if you were looking over his shoulder copying his list ball. No, no collusion. No, 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 no collusion. No collusion. <laughs> this is the best list you're ever going to read. 100% legitimate. I'm the just best up- list in the history of teapots. I'm just upset that we didn't People say it. my list is great. <laughs> I'm just upset that after Doug mentioned this movie, we didn't cover it, but we should have covered China's ghost china ghost story china a chinese ghost china no not chinese china 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 sorry just say just say chinaman like you want to okay that's what he wants to say but he can't um andy blockley where did you have the blob sir i love china number 14 (laughs) number four that's high for a guy that i think it should be there andy blockley I know, look, look, look what's below it though on my list. This is also it. true. This is also true. This is also true. I'm not I'm not pick at that scab. Uh, right, number 13 on the list. We said it was unlucky for some. It landed eight points higher than the blob with 98 points. Number 13 on the list is Night of the Creeps. Creeps. Um, Liam had Night of the Creeps sitting at number 17 on his list. Night of the Creeps on my list was number 13 on my list, exactly where it appeared on the master list. Once again, ain't Duncan so smart. Um, <laughs> let's let's do the rims here. Andy Blockley. Or suspicious. Or, I don't know what you mean. That sounds like a big word that has too many letters in it. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Andy, Andy Blockley, uh, where did you have uh, Night of the Creeps? Uh, number 16. Yep, that sounds about right. Both Romy, where did you have it? Uh, like I said, this is a hometown favorite for me. This is number seven on my list. Boom! That's right. Courtside ups, Romy, where did you have it? I had it right at ten, so that's what cracks my top ten is Night of the Creeps. Nice. They're most in Romy. I'm just going to do it with everyone. Romy. I got number six. Number six. Ooh, holy shit. Boom. Oh, fucking exclamation mark right at the end of that one. Doug Tilly, Night of the Creeps. Number 16. Yeah, yeah, kind of thought that might happen. Uh, Gary Hill. <laughs> Number 10 as well. Number 10 and Jamie J. Salmon's Night of the Creeps. 14. Number 14. Ooh, we are trundling close to the top 10. It's getting exciting right now. This one is upsetting, to say the least. <laughs> Although I know it's probably right. That doesn't diminish the fact that it is upsetting to read. Number 12 on the list with 101 points. Three points clear of Night of the Creeps. It is Lucio Filci's The Beyond. Now, some people would argue this has went really high (laughs) on the list. I would say it's probably about right. I can kind of live with this one. The Beyond is at number 12. Liam had The Beyond at number 9 on his list. The Beyond appeared at number seven on my list because I do love it and there is a bit of bias in there, but it's my fucking list. So lay off! <laughs> Sons of bitches. Um, Jamie, where did you have The Beyond? Don't break my heart, please. Please don't break my heart. Wait, did we not have... Do you not have Ricky's? I do, but I can't read them out on this recording because I've already done this list with them. 
Oh, I see. Okay. So the listeners All have right. already heard it. I can go. What I'll do is at the end. Well, technically, theirs is first. So at the end of this, we can. I'll tell you where the they ranked everything. Well, that's. A, I mean, I'm. I'll just. I can hear it when I listen to the show. I was and just that's thinking. What I was oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> him and Mark Ball have already recorded theirs, and they're surprising. That's right. For a week, they've known what's been in the top ten list and not shared it with anyone. And that's nothing to do with the fact that I threatened the fuck out of them during the recording. <laughs> I was like, they told me everything. Yeah. I was like, don't... And I put the intimidating Scottish accent. I was like, don't make me come over there and kill cunts. And they were like, right, we won't do it, Duncan. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. And there we go. Anyway, Jamie, um, where did you have the Beyond on your list? I was just trying to deflect from the fact that um, it is not on my list. But what? No, it's on your list, not on my list at all. It is on your list, Jamie. What are you doing to me here? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not on the list. She <laughs> refused. She refused to acknowledge it. It's She's got around here because it, it appeared as number 20 on your list, darling. What? It's number 20 on your list. We're not doing the wild card list. Is a wild card we thing. are not doing the wild card list just now. <laughs> oh, well, see, now that screws all my numbers up because... Jamie's lied! <laughs> well, because I was doing my list as I turned it into you, which Just was... Just keep going now, you've committed to it. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. well, then I guess it's number 20, but actuality is 21 because I didn't put it on the list at all, so there's... <laughs> Just know that. You're ruining the next segment here, Jimmy. You're just ruining it. <laughs> Friendship over. <laughs> <laughs> I could never do that. I could never do that. Jamie means too much to me. And that's right. I have had a few beers and I'm getting sentimental and sappy. I but said good day, sir. It is number 20 on your list, though, Jamie. What the fuck? You put society yeah. above it. Yeah, and just barely. Head. Just barely. Oh, yeah, but just barely. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Okay, Jamie. Pick <laughs> a fucking protein, okay? Pick a fucking protein. <laughs> Gotta help. Sixteen. Number sixteen. Uh, Doc Tilly. You know, it's so funny, Duncan. You know, I railed against the uh the spiders, right? And you and I, I think we were at loggerheads, but this will bring us back together. I put the beyond at number seven. I love you, Doug Tilly. I do, because I, I know that every now and again we have our disagreements, but there are things that will bring us back together and make us stronger, like this list. Um, hey, Doug, I have an opening for a new friend now that I've abandoned Jamie. You want to hang <laughs> Bag going back to, to bring my I'm sorry, friend. who said we were friends? Oh, oh <laughs> harsh! Oh, no, um, can someone call a Burns unit for court? <laughs> you might lose friends with several years that I have below the beyond, though, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, but we're, we're getting there. We are getting there. Um, let's swing it to Dern. Where did you have the beyond? Just remember our shared love of society. <laughs> I had it at 18. Fuck you, Dan. Holy God. Oh. God damn. That's my boy. Damn. Course I ops. Fuck all y'all. It's number three on my list. Burn. Yes. <laughs> fucking nail gun to the wall. That's how you stamp it. Um, Bo. Uh, number 16 on my list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy Flockley, where do you have the beyond? 
I just want to say, don't worry about your list, Jamie. At one point, I had one that was at least 50% wildcard picks before Duncan told me I was only allowed one. <laughs> it was like that. He, like, he was like, uh, right, so here's what I'm thinking we should do. You should just let me make my own list, and that way there are no issues. And I was like, no, Andy, that's not how the game is played. Um, and he does this, he pushes things. So let me know where the beyond is on your list, you son of a bitch. 15. What, 15? 15, yeah. Oh, that's, all right. that's, not as, that's not as bad as 20. Jimmy, uh, but I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, Twenty-one. Right. 21. <laughs> right, number eleven, and closing out the the kind of back ten, and this doesn't feel right, and this is why I hate Doug Tilly, and we will find out why really shortly, because Doug's smug, smug Doug. That's what they're gonna call you. Oh, here comes smug Doug. Um, because number 11 on the list, and this is why it shouldn't have been on the list to begin with, because this movie should be higher, Doug. Number 11 on the list is The Masterpiece by David Cronenberg. It is Videodrome with 108 points. Ooh. That's right, this is your fault, Doug. Bask in your, bask in your horribleness. Uh, yeah, Videodrome came in at number 11. Long live the new flip well, well kind of maybe long well partially long live well I can get behind it maybe um, in terms of where it scored Liam had Videodrome at number 15 on his list Duncan had it at number 8 it definitely cracked my top 10 because it's fucking bitching um, let's see where everyone else had it Andy Blockley where did you have Videodrome we're not going to like this 18 no you're wrong Andy Blockley uh, holy Let's fucking just, shit let's just keep moving it on because if we dwell on it I'm going to cry I'm going to cry I love this guy like a brother me and him saw John Carpenter together which is this this is the same thing as uh, like kind of mafiosos seeing uh, Frank Sinatra together you get yeah, a bond you know married yeah it was like so just, great was a little bit of we came out it was but the- it's every time he does this I feel he's cheating on me um, Bo where did you have video drum uh, number 10 is the start of my top 10. That kind of sounds a bit more right. Um, let's swing it to Court. Where was Videodrome for you? Number 9. Yes. Number 9. Oh, number 9. Number 9. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dermo Wilson, Videodrome. 7. Number 7 on your list. Um, once again, Andy might be the... Maybe it's not Doug that pushed us. Then maybe this is Andy putting this. It's not me. Oh, are you blaming me? I thought you were being ironic. No, Boy, I was. Could... I was. I was going to blame you about the movie that one movie that has scored higher and cracked the top ten <laughs> after I said it wouldn't. Um, and you'll find out why in a second. Anyway, uh, Darren Wilson, would you have video drum? Seven. Number seven. That sounds right. Doug Tilly. Number three. Ooh. Yeah, you maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. Uh, Jamie. Well, it's, <laughs> it says here eight, but since you're making me include from beyond, <laughs> that pushes everything down a number, so it's actually number seven. Yay! Gotta help. Twelve. Dear God almighty, Gotti. <laughs> I just want to so point fair. out that he had Pumpkinhead at five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering I was hungry, that. okay? You were those, wait, were those those onions hallucinogenic? <laughs> <laughs> those, those shy onions for sure, man. They're delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Duncan, you threw shade at me, and I actually saved this pick. You did save this pick, right? I don't, I don't hate this movie. Leave me alone, people. Come listen, on now. Listen, listen, listen. 
Wait till you see the bottom of my list. You're going to get a lot of yells when you see the bottom of my list. Come on now. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, so the back 10 on this list, at number 20 was Pet Cemetery. Number 19, Society. Number 18, Pumpkinhead. Number 17, Christine. Number 16 is Gremlins. Number 15 is Near Dark. Number 14 is The Blob. Uh, number 13, Night of the Creeps. Number 12 is From Beyond. That's the Beyond. Not From Beyond. The Beyond. The Beyond. I just got cramped in my... <laughs> my vision there <laughs> oh Crampton um, and number 11 is Videodrome anyone surprised about anything that has appeared thus far in the bottom 20 let's go around everyone Andy Blockley does it sound a bit right thus far yeah I think so there's a few odd ones in there and there but other than that it's fine cool Bo Ransdell yeah I you know I'd like to see now the creeps a little higher but alright I'm so sad that all my friendships are now ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's about to happen when we get to one of the movies in the top ten. <laughs> that's that's where everyone goes. That's not right, Court. Uh, Darren. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot that I thought would be ranked higher, but those were the movies that, if you like it, you really fucking like it. But if you don't, it just doesn't hit with you. This is true. This is true. Doug, any big surprises there? Out with I, video <laughs> I am baffled that... All I'm going to say is I can't believe some of you devils have ranked Poltergeist over fucking Videodrome. Come on, people. I have more of a kinship to it, so there you go. It's not an excuse. <laughs> it, is, it is an excuse. It is. totally is. Uh, right, let's try... Gary, Gary, uh, any surprises here thus far? Night of the Creeps, like Bo said, I think. Yeah, that's about the the biggest one, I think. Uh, it's not an oversight, it's just your guys' opinions, and just those opinion. matter. So. Yeah, opinions, assholes, everyone has them, they all stink, I know. Uh, Jamie, any big surprises from you and that back? Ten. Nothing surprises me from this group. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> it and gets yes, Jamie. Fuck them all, Jamie. <laughs> That's right, tell them. Tell them. <laughs> right, let's swing our attention to the top ten. This is why I said this was all Doug's fault. Had this movie not been selected, Doug Tilly, and had I not put myself out on a limb and said, this movie won't crack the top ten, um, I wouldn't have to sit here and admit that once again, there is a reason that Doug is a podcast celebrity and I live in relative obscurity, thinking of cheap gimmicks to get people to listen to my show like <laughs> round tables with nose up rules. Uh, number 10 on the list with 117 points, beating out Videodrome. That's right, is a nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem right at all. Let's find out. She surprised no one that Liam scored this quite high. He had that number seven on his list. It was a movie that made him piss himself. It should surprise no one that it is number 17 on my list. Fuck this movie. Um, <laughs> how dare you. Um, but yeah, I, I, feel, I freely admit here that Doug was right. That's the only time you'll ever hear me say Sorry, that. what did you just say? Not going to cut out for me for a second. <laughs> you can listen back to the replay when I edit, when I edit it out, and it's just Doug. Um, so uh, let's swing it round. Jamie, where did you have a nightmare on Elm Street? Jamie. 12. Number 12. It's because you're having to do the revisionist math on this, aren't you? Yeah, I'm having difficulty with the one. 
That's like a puzzle, isn't it? Math is hard. <laughs> yeah. See, which, which cracks a puzzle as well, Pinhead or Visitor. Because um, that's what happens when you crack a puzzle. Doug, where did you put a Nightmare on Elm Street? Doug, I'm the people's picker, you know? I get it right every time. I have a Nightmare on Elm Street, number 10. That's right, son of a bitch. Um, Gary Hill, Nightmare on Elm Street. 14. Number 14. Andy Blockley, Nightmare on Elm Street. Number five, motherfuckers. That's, it's like you are abusing our friendship now. It's like you're not even trying to hide it. It's like you're having a filthy affair in my bed while I'm watching. I don't understand why you hate me, Andy. I you like you. Slightly bad acting aside, yeah. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking googly arms, honestly. Uh, Bo Ransdell, A Nightmare on Elm Street. I have it at googly arms. Oh, wait, that's not a number. 12. <laughs> um, Corsiops. Uh, for once, Gary and I are agreeing on something. I also put it at 14. Number 14, Darren Wilson. It got the spinal tap treatment at 11. Number 11. 11. Um, and I think I've done everyone. Everyone, yeah. I'm trying to go out of order here now and forget who spoke. Everyone has spoke. Everyone has spoke. Um, which means that we can now turn our attention to number nine on the list. A movie, a movie that Doug just said, I can't believe you put this over Videodrome. <laughs> um, two points ahead of A Nightmare on Elm Street with 119 overall. Uh, it is the Steven Spielhooper um, Toby movie. Uh, Poltergeist, 119, number nine on the list. Um, it appeared on Liam's list at number 13. It appeared on my list at number 12. Um, where did it appear on your list, Andy? Number six. Number six. Hi. Hi. Testimonial there from Andy Blockley Boransdell. As uh, number five on my list. I told you this is when we start bumping up here. Um, let's, let's check out Court Silence. Number 20. That's I just right, like film that much. <laughs> I put it on the bottom of my list. I even put Pet Cemetery above that. He did indeed. Pumpkin That's Seed shameful. was above it. <laughs> That's fucking shameful. There we go. Anyone else want to... Uh, Look who's what? talking! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I made that one mistake, okay? Yeah, like, Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> like Gary's like, yeah, finally! Let's... let's Let's show it court, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, Danny, I'll punish you later. Shut your mouth. Come on now. <laughs> uh, Darren Wilson, where did you have it? Carried by my well pronounced aversion to the suburbs, it was number three for me. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do Dog Tilly. Oh, the poltergeist curse continues. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I put it all the way down at number 15. Number 15. Got hell. Poltergeist. Seven. Number seven. And Jamie G. Salmons, round us off here. Number three. Number three. Wait, did you, did you just say you put it number three? Poltergeist, the third best horror movie of the entire decade? This, this. Third favorite. This is a favorite. This I'm is representative of, of, of us as a people. This yes. is, this is. This is going into history. This is a part of history. Why can't yes. we all just get along? That, and that's why. Look, I'm not the only one who put it at three. Why are you yelling at me? 
Oh, did you put it at three? I was talking about Darren. Oh, okay. Phew. <laughs> good save. Good save. That's, that's that cla- this is why he's. This is why he's the most important person on this podcast. I've said uh-huh. it every single time. Doug, quit thinking. Thinks his feet. Number eight on the list, Bo Ransdale will be happy, kinda. Um, this scored a full seven points ahead of Poltergeist. Number eight on the list is Fright Night. Um, when we look at where it is on mine, Fright Night came in at number nine. Also cracked my top ten. Do love that movie. Came in at number eleven on Liam's list. Let's swing it round to Gary Hill first. Where did you have Fright Night, buddy? Take the big deuce, number two. And number two on the list. Boom. Boom. Um, Jamie, where did you have Fright Night? Number nine. Number nine, Doug Telly. Number 14. Number 14, that seems good. Get back in the list no, there. Everyone else is wrong and I'm right. That's, <laughs> what you, that's the takeaway message here. <laughs> Typical Canadian. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um... Darren, who did you have Fright Night? Fright Night was number eight for me. Boom, exactly where it landed on this list. Court Psyops, Fright Night? 16. Oh, kind of low as well. Oh, what's going on here? Bo, Bo, <laughs> save us. Who did you have Fright Night? Number six. Number six. And Andy Blockley, you have the final say, sir. Where was Fright Night for you? Number 12. Number 12. So we're now cracking it in the top 10. Nothing gives me greater pleasure to say that this movie... <laughs> this movie bested out A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Although it does feel weird that in the, the franchise wars here, the one that's represented in the top 10 isn't Jason. Um, the one that scored higher than A Nightmare on Elm Street is uh, Hellraiser, but I am loving it. Number seven on this list is Hellraiser and long may it continue. Love that fucking movie. Um, For me, Hellraiser landed at number five because it's amazing. And uh, don't shout at Liam who's not here. Hellraiser was number 19 on his list. Holy shit. What the fuck? Just, just, oh, the young. <laughs> he is a bit younger than us guys, remember that. He's like 27 or 28, so he is, he's kind of young. Um, but yes, he. when I read that on his list, he did indeed tear my soul apart. Um, a small part of me died. Uh, yeah, so number... That, Liam, I love you to bits and I know you're listening. That's not right, buddy. We need to... Just your soul? Yeah, we need to sit down and have a word. Um, let's go... Court Psyops, Hellraiser, where did it land? Hellraiser is number two on my list, no matter how you stack it up. That's right. Oh, God. Thank you for... That's my tired pinhead. I love my tired pinhead. Oh, God. I cannot believe that you have put me so high on this list. I accept this award on behalf of the Academy. I would love to see Pinhead win an Oscar. That's my dream. Um... (laughs) Because pinhead lives matter. Um, they really, really, really do. They really, really do. Cenobite lives matter, actually. Except that CD one. Fuck him. Um, Andy Blockley, where does Hellraiser appear on your list? Don't break my heart. Number nine. That's nice. That's nice. You're a good boy. Uh, Bo. Number 11. No. Hellraiser 2 would have been higher, but somebody fucked up and didn't have it on the list. So. <laughs> I stand by pumpkin seed. Um, let's, <laughs> let's go in there. Oh, we're... that's so delicious in the fall. <laughs> mm. <laughs> pumpkin seed loaf. Uh, Darren Wilson, where is Hellraiser for you? 
Number five. Mm. Scoring high like a Jamie G. Salmons. Fourteen. Jamie. What? Jamie. Jamie here. It's not bad. It's not like it's, you know, way up there, like off the list. It's not like I put it off the list. <laughs> I love it. There's just so much. There's so many, you know, 13 more that I love more. Now, is that real 14 or are you forgetting the math? No, that's real. No, that's real 14. <laughs> um, got a hell. Hell is a 11. 11. 11. Nice. Um, Doug? The steal a gimmick, number nine, number nine, number nine. Number nine, number nine, number nine. Um, everyone has positioned this one, which means I can now give you number six on the list. And the simple question needs to be asked, do you want a party? <laughs> uh, because number six on the list is Return of the Living Dead. It scored 20 points above Hellraiser, giving it 149 points overall. Um, let's take a look at the lists. Liam had it at number eight on his list. Duncan had it at number 11 on his list. <laughs> um, let's find out where Andy Blockley had it on his list. Number seven. Number seven, Bo Ransdell. Uh Number nine on nine. my list. So suspiciously like you had to look for it and were padding for time. Almost like <laughs> William Shatner. And then I does. was starting to <laughs> sing Rocket Man. <laughs> uh, Court Psyops, where's Return of the Living Dead for you? Thank you for reminding me what movie we were talking about because my brain got wiped after <laughs> Bo's impression of uh, William Shatner really, really there. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I lost all motor functions for a minute. I thought I was having a stroke. It's number 12 for me for Return of the Living Dead. Number 12, Dan Wilson. Number 9. Nine. Let's go. Gary Hill next. Uh, I'm going to be... No, it's number four. Number I was going to do another William Shatner. Hey, at least it got a butt pumpkin head. It did. Yes. It did. <laughs> Indeed it did, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Indeed. What, what a butt bust on this show. I swear, Duncan. Come on now. Man. I told... I, t- I warned... You said you wanted to be part of this top ten series, and I warned you in advance that they don't play nice. I'm I not said, even mad. I'm not even mad, bro. Okay, come on. Now. I said that. I said they don't play nice. They're not nice people. I don't know why I associate with them. That's what I said to you, Gary. And then these are people who are. I'm nice. I, you yes, are you nice. are. These are people whose opinions I respect. So I'm gonna go with that. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. You might not be saying that after the next couple of things. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Jamie, where did you have Return of the Living Dead? And that that was really supposed to be William Shatner. Um, who me or Bo? Bo. Um, I thought that was an okay shot. Uh, you know, I didn't have my heart in it. If you want me to go, <laughs> full, yeah. I think I, I, I invite I you. Dreyfus is better than your Shatner. Yeah, I, I was going to invite you to uh, check out my YouTube channel uh, and my one minute <laughs> Shatner, Shatner, Shatner. It's <laughs> a little bit better. Shats himself. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, that's great. I like that. Um. Uh, what is it? Return of the Living Dead yeah. five. Number, Number five, five. Uh, Doug Tilly, Return of the Living Dead. Send more paramedics. <laughs> it's number eight. <laughs> yeah, Bo has authenticity, um, kind of, <laughs> but Doug wins because he's Canadian, so he default wins. Uh-huh. Yeah, chat. Um, right. 
Which brings us to the top five. Are we ready, peeps? This is where it gets serious. Here we go. At number five on the list um, is An American Werewolf in London. Part of me thought it would score higher, but it didn't. Um, it landed number six on my list. It landed number two on Liam's list. Let's swing it out and find out. Um, Doug, where did an American Werewolf in London land for you? Uh, number six. Mm. Nice, Darren. It was 14 on my list. God damn it. Yeah, that feels pretty yeah. badly. I, that, that's, any particular reason? Like, fuck Landis? Is that... Yeah, just, just the day just the day it was, that I did it. Damn on this. <laughs> damn on this. Hey, Gary Hill. Uh, remember I said I liked this film very, very much? A uh, yep. 17 on my list. Oh, holy oh, fucking shit. Oh, shit. shit. Holy shit. Where, wait, wait. Just to, for, for my own memory, where was Pumpkinhead? <laughs> Five. He had Pumpkinhead yeah, I, okay. I, saw, I that, shunted that its society style up that werewolf's ass. I don't like it very much, okay? Oh, <laughs> what, what did they say before you crash? You're supposed to put yourself in the fetal position. Right? Oh. Oh. I, I turned that werewolf inside out. With the okay? Lord of the Hunt and King of the Shunt. Gary Hill, everyone. There you go. I do lovely, though. Lovingly. Lovingly. A court silence. American Werewolf in London is at 666. Pretty much like everybody else here. Same. Um, Dan, have I asked you an American Werewolf in London? You did, and everybody hated my answer. That's right. I just, I just wanted to rem remind myself and everyone else. You'd already blocked it out. <laughs> I heard Gary's, and I was like, that's not right. Um, Jamie. Number. One. Of course it is, because oh. it's got werewolves. With a silver bullet, number one, no less. Nice. That's right. Nice. Nice. Um, Although well, silver bullets are not required in this film. <laughs> this nope. True. Just bullets. Um, let's swing it to Andy Blockley, an American werewolf in London. I will score high on Blockley's list. Number four. Yep. Knew it would. Knew it would, buddy. Um, Bo. Uh, number eight. Number eight. Hmm. Has everyone said their piece? Yes? Yes. Yes. No one's <laughs> yeah. arguing with me, so I'm just saying yes. Yes. <laughs> What's interesting is the top four movies are my personal top four, and now I'm just curious if you fuckers got the order right. Uh, well, <laughs> you, you never know, Bo. Uh, there is a reason that the top four... Um, the top four are... <laughs> they start to edge away in points um, pretty quick. Uh, so number four on the list with 166 points it is the second time i get to mention john carpenter on this list it is of course almost midnight enough time for one more story it's the fog 166 on the list duncan had it at wait for it Number four, because I am... Well, no, I said that, and then I realised I was looking at the wrong list. Duncan had it. No, wait, at number four, because Duncan is always <laughs> right. Thank Christ. At number three on Liam's list, uh, let's see if Bo had the order right, or if Bo had the order wrong. Where does the fog land for you, sir? No, I got it right. It's number four. That's right, because that's right. Um, Andy Blockley, where is the fog for you? Number three. Ooh, Andy, Mixing it up, mixing it up. Uh, court. Number five, but in retrospect, should have moved it up a little bit. That's not, I'm 
we can wear it's going. It's all good, baby. It's all good, baby. It's all good. Uh, Darren Wilson. It would have been up, but it started my top ten at ten. No, that's not right, Darren. <laughs> not, no, Darren. Hey, everybody likes me all the time. I gotta give you reasons to dislike. This me is something. true. This is true, and this is one of those occasions where. Right. Really his, his problem is being too likable. Yeah. Is Darren's <laughs> problem. Yeah. Does he leads with that in conversation where people say point out your personal flaws? He's like, not here. My biggest flaw is I'm too likable. Everyone loves me. Uh, yeah. Right. He's. When he goes to apply for jobs, he's like, I, my problem is I'm too too punctual yeah. and and I work too hard and I uh, care yeah. too much. Care too much. Care too much. I, I sacrifice too much for the company. That's yeah. probably why I can't be hireable. This is why you can't hire me because I'll be here all the time doing stuff. Sometimes I work for free. You shouldn't hire me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's try Doug. Uh, Duncan and Bo, you both got it. You nailed it. It's number four. Nice. Got a hell. Remember talking we met a while back ago and we <laughs> shook hands and, you know, we were real friendly. We, we fought on stuff before. We always came together in the end, though. Uh-oh. But, you know, the fog itself, the film, I don't enjoy. And it, it, it has all exposition for me all the time. Uh-oh. There's some good stuff in there. Uh-uh. You know, the remake is fucking awful. That's got to do with my, my taste in this film. Uh-uh. It's, it's number 18 on my Oh, list. no! Oh, my God. Dear God. <laughs> Dear That's fucking right, God. And, and pumpkin, pumpkin Head was five. <laughs> oh. Oh. Fair, I, I bet Darren too. So that there's that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My hangover is so much worse. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, Jamie, where did you have the fall? I'm sensing some Photoshop and some memeing going on with Gary Hill and oh. Pumpkinhead being number Brilliant. five. Dan's already got like seven made. Yeah, I, I, I believe it. I believe it. I see it I've coming. I've been taking notes, but I've been giving most of my attention to the show. Yeah, <laughs> um, For me, The Fog is number six. Number six, right. So we're continuing down here, and I'm just going to let you know in advance, not that I want to spoil anything, the top four movies... Um, we're in the order that I put them in because I'm always right. Um, <laughs> so, with that in mind, scoring 172 points at number three on the list. I wonder how much surprise will be for this. Is a remake. Ooh, Ooh. Mean one of two movies. It, it doesn't mean one of two movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> it does not. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Doug. Uh, Doug's, Doug's like, Duncan's trying to set something up. Here, have an ice bath. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's crazy talk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at number three on the list is a movie that I have recorded several reviews for with one person who has cried every single time I've done it and has made me uncomfortable because I can't handle people crying. <laughs> I'm really bad at it because Scots don't cry. That's scientific fact. Our tear ducts are soldered shut when we're born. Um, <laughs> with 172, number three on the list, David Cronenberg's The Fly. Of course, The Fly was number three on my list because I'm right. Uh, it was number six on Liam's list. Let's go with Jamie. Where was the fly for you? Do I have to cry? D- but if you can mm-hmm. avoid it. <laughs> I, can, I can avoid it this time. Um, the uh, the fly, number four. Nice, nice, nice. Um, got a hill. Uh, number one with a bullet. Number one. Boom. Rede- <laughs> Redemption is sweet. 
It is the top three, though, Duncan. I'm not crazy, okay? So. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Tilly, where does you have to fly? Well, it's no video drone, but I had it at number five. Five? Boo! man! I want a refund. Darren, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where did you have to fly? I had it at number four. Number four, Court Psyops. I put the fly at number one because nothing grows me out more than this movie in the 80s. Nothing. Nothing. Boransdell. Cut to the meme of him vomiting on the donut. It's like, oh, that's disgusting. Oh, that right there. (laughs) Yep. No, I got this one right also, number three. Yeah, I'm just going to say, Bo, that your and mine top four are scarily alike. That's what I'm going (laughs) to say. I'm just going to leave that there. Just leaving it with you. Um, Andy Blockley, where did you put the fly, son? Can't help but think the overall position might have been different if I hadn't put it in number eight. Ooh, actually, Ooh. now that you have said that, yeah, there could have been a, there could have been a mark shift here actually, uh, because at number two on the list, six points clear of the fly, so it could have happened. Um, it's an adaptation that was once described as being like a shiny Cadillac without an engine. Um, thanks for that Stephen King it is of course Stanley Kubrick's The Shining with 178 points I had it at number 2 because I am once again right um, The Shining appeared at number 5 on Liam's list which means we can start swinging it around Andy Blockley where did you put this one? Yeah, after much consideration of watching the original version um, and then the slightly longer cut and then watching The Thing I uh, have this at number two. At number two on your list. Bo Ransdell, we kind of know, but tell us anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is number two. Number two on the list. Let's go to Court Psyops. Uh-oh. Seven. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. That's, that's cool. <laughs> Whew. Starting to get hot in here. Um, let's swing it to uh, Darren Wilson. Number two. Number two. Right, you know who else was right? That son of a bitch, Doug Tilly. Where did you have it, Doug? The People's Picker, number two. Number two! Um, Gary <laughs> Hill. <laughs> don't do it, Gary. Gary, you still there? Gary. Gary. <laughs> uh, Gary? Gary, don't leave us hanging, buddy. Gary's leaving us hanging. Let's switch it to Jamie. Jamie, where did you have it? Number eight. Number eight on your list. That kind of feels a bit low, Jamie. Is there any reason why? Um, I don't know. That's where it ended up. I, <laughs> I don't have anything against it. I love the film, but you I know. Have seven. Why is her eight so much lower than mine? Yeah. Lower. <laughs> yeah. This kind of feels like Jamie may have heard all about on the television. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I literally don't know what I'm doing. I was padding for time because Gary's not here. Gary! Right, I got booed out for some reason. Sorry, technical difficulties. Gary's back. Gary the Shining, where did you have it on your list? I love it. it but it's at number eight for me. There you go. Eight, <laughs> well, it, it was at number two and I had it at number two. That that laugh means nothing. I was right. I love you, Jamie. I know. I'm just saying I'm the, the laugh was just I'm not the only one. You, you are not. <laughs> 
I'm not alone. I am not alone to be here. Although I'm with the guy who rated <laughs> pumpkin head above the shot. So, you, 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 you have you've anchored yourself to that stance, and we will watch oh. you and judge you well, accordingly. If, if I thought harder about a pumpkin and the shine, would have been lower on my list. So there you go. <laughs> Look, go we've forward. anchored them. Don't anchor them. Don't anchor them. <laughs> no, I, I just, I'm just speaking truth here, people. Come on now. Don't make them angry, right? Uh, big right. hugs for Gary. Big hugs for Gary. Which means. At number one, and I'm just gonna just gonna stress that this was a, a totally a runaway. Um, the Shining had 178 points. And the Thing had 213 points to come oh, in at number one. It was kind of academic, and to be honest with you, this is how bad this is at times. Because had you said to me, Doug Tilly, for example, had you said to me at the start, Duncan, if you had to guess what the top five movies would be represent this decade and I would tell you what the top five movies would be and they would be in the order they landed but not the order I voted interestingly enough I would have said The Thing, The Shining, The Fly, The Fog and American Werewolf in London I think those are the ones that are once again this just proves that even when you do these exercises they kind of turn out right by the end um, that's what I would have said would have been the top five and they were the top five uh, the, sh the thing came in at number one for me, obviously. The thing came in at number one for Liam, obviously. The thing was, uh, what position was it for you, Andy? It's my man JC. He was my number one last year. He's my number one this year. Boom. Bo Ransdell? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just one of the greatest movies ever made, Duncan. Yep. Yep, this is true. Darren Wilson. Oh yeah, it's it's number one. It's the first movie I watched the other day on my birthday. Nice court psyops. I have it at number four, and I'm starting to feel like it's a little low. I should have put it higher up. Let's swing it to Doug Tilly. I mean, when I was putting together my list, it was okay. The thing's number one. Where does everyone else go? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamie, where did you have it? Number two. Boom! Nice, Gary. Where did you have it? Number three. Yup, 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 yup. And when you tally them all up, that's where they land. So, 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 that means that the official top 10 list is A Nightmare on Elm Street at number 10, Poltergeist at number 9, Fright Night at number 8, Hellraiser at number 7, Return of the Living Dead at number 6, An American Werewolf in London at number 5, The Fog at 4, The Fly at 3, The Shining at 2, and The Thing at 1. Shocking result. That has blown the mind of every listener here. The thing is considered <laughs> what, what the best horror this? movie. Of the that, that, pumpkin, that pumpkin head, my book pumpkin head didn't hurt anybody, see? Not at all. <laughs> didn't, didn't hurt a thing. Didn't Not at all. Hurt some. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pain in my heart. Um, now, the listeners out there don't know about this, but I decided to mix it up. There was a lot of bitching this year. A lot of bitching, a lot of belly rumbling. <laughs> from hosts. I can't believe this movie's not on the list. I can't believe we're doing a list that doesn't include this. And I was like, okay, I hear your complaints. And as a good service provider, I will allow you one chance to effect change. Because that is how gracious I am. Now, what was really interesting is I basically gifted you the opportunity to remove a film from this list, most likely the bottom one, and replace it with a movie that didn't make it through. I gave you the 80 movies that didn't make it through, and I said, if you could pick one, my 10 guest hosts, and you could pick one of these movies and put it somewhere on that top 20 list, what would it be, and where would you put it? 
and then I decided that maybe I was not being, I don't know, clear enough. And I basically said to you, you may want to double up and start speaking to each other to sign up because if it's only one person picking one movie, that ain't going to do well. I'm glad to see that it didn't look like anyone listened to that at all. <laughs> uh, the reason I know that is because uh, we got two, four, seven, seven, seven movies uh, were suggested when I thought we'd get maybe two or three. Uh, so this is the wild card round. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go around each of the guest hosts here. I'm going to ask you to tell me what your wild card pick was and where you placed it on your list. Now I will do the two that are not here first, uh, and I will say that up first is Ricky's wild card. Ricky picked The Evil Dead. Surprise, surprise. And Ricky picked it at number three on his list. Oh. Super <clears throat> high, super high. So it came in with a surefire 18 points straight away. I then said, Mark Ball, give me yours. Mark Ball picked The Evil Dead 2, <laughs> which is not The Evil Dead. He put it at number two on his list, which means it got a huge 19 points. Now that I've said that, I'm going to swing it to me. My wild card pick uh, was a little movie called, and I, can anyone guess what it was? Did anyone want to be bold enough and guess? What's the future? Where did you put Tenebrae? <laughs> Is that what you think, Tenebrae? Any other guesses? Hitcher. Uh, I, I'm saying you took, you picked the Hitcher. Uh, of course, Iops is right. I picked the Hitcher because the Hitcher's in my top 10 horror movies of all time. So, of course, it got represented. The Hitcher was picked and the Hitcher landed at number uh, seven on my list. So, it got 14 points. Now that all of these are out of the way, it's time to go around our other <laughs> guest hosts to find out what they picked, where they placed them, and then I will tell you if it made an impact on the final list. Now, all the movie had to do was get 44 points or above, or on the revised wildcard list, all the movie had to get was 34 points, right? So if we got more than 30, because obviously everyone reshaped their list, number 20 on the list got knocked off. So all I had to do was beat Pet Cemetery at 34 points. I will wonder if this happened. Well, let's find out. Andy Blockley, what was your pick and where did you place it? You little tinker, I thought you'd done Tenebrae. And it was how, how little you know about our love and how <laughs> how well it stands the test of time. We did not speak about this, but had we spoke about this, there was no way we were picking the same movie. So uh, what did you pick and where did you place it? Well, I'd done some research, and although it came out in 1979, in some countries, Tourist Trap came out in 1980. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, mine was The Hitcher, of course it same was. as yours. Uh, mine went even higher than that. Mine's in top top five, number five for me, The Hitcher. Wow, number five on Andy's list. Was it number five on your list? That means it had 16 points, Andy. 16 points. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Let's just hope someone else picked The Hitcher. Because that combined together gives it a score of, what's to the math, 30. Um, Bo Ransdell, what did you pick and where did you place it? Uh, mine was Evil Dead 2 because I live in a sane world. <laughs> and it uh, came in at number 8. Nice. Number 8 for Bo. 
Number eight means that it accrued 13 points, that to be added to Mark's 19 points. Um, currently gives it a standing of 32 points all in all. So close for Evil Dead 2. So close. Let's see if anyone else went for it. Um, Court, did you? No, I did not. The reason that I knew you picked the, you picked the Hitcher it's is for the same reason that I picked mine. <laughs> because it was still stuck in my crawl after all. <laughs> And I put Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer at number eight on my did, list. Of course you did, buddy. Of course you did. Of course I did. Of course you did. I knew that was coming as soon as I, as soon as I was like that, I'm putting the hitcher and I was like that. Court will pick Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I know that. Yeah, it's still stuck in our crawl, man. We're yeah. both like that. It's going to be that way forever. Um, where did you place it on your list? Number eight. Number eight, which means it got 13 points. 13 points. Uh, which means it might not go through unless someone else voted for it. You never know. Dern could have done it. Dern, what did you go with? I am by myself here, I think. <laughs> I put Child's Play in at 17. Number 17. It got four points. <laughs> Those are my points. <laughs> getting tense. It's getting tense. Let's switch it to Doug. What did you... I know what... I knew what you were picking before you even put on. This is going to excite you, uh, Duncan, because it pushed Nightmare on Elm Street out of my top 10. I know. This uh, is the bit that annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bit that really I, fucked my whole man. Honestly, when I saw this, I was like, dear God, dog. <laughs> At number 10, the original Evil Dead. That's right. We add it to the points accrued um, by Ricky's pick, and it gave it 29 on the list. Um, let's see what Gary picked. Uh, when we discarded at the very end, I thought it deserved to be there. Uh... I put Demons at 12, that wonderful, imperfect film. Uh, a very fun film, so 12. There you go. And I love you for it. I completely love you for <laughs> it because I love that movie, like, too much. Um, as Doug pointed out, maybe maybe a little bit more than should be for a movie that has the words, holy shit, she's a friend of mine! Um, you know what I mean? Bad Mr. T that he is. Um, holy so, shit, she's a friend of mine! Did Liam have one? <laughs> What? So, yeah, I'm about to... you stealing oh, okay. my thunder. Stealing my thunder! Uh, Liam chose Reanimator, Jamie. Oh. You, you can now love... Yeah, and love. so and so did I. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. Jamie, <laughs> where, where did you have yours on your list? And I will tell you where Liam had his on his. I put Reanimator at number six. At number six, which means it got 15 points. Liam put his at number... Two, uh, wait a second. Uh, Liam put his at number 9 which gave it 12 points um, which means unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> because none of you know the definition of teamwork um, the highest no scoring, collusion the, no, no, no collusion China <laughs> um, the highest scoring movie was Evil Dead 2 with 32 points 2 points short of cracking the list oh. So when I when when the listeners listen back and moan at me for having a whole show that didn't have Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two or Reanimator, all I'm going to say is I gave the hosts, and this is why I did this, to pass the buck and the blame. I gave the hosts the opportunity to work together like fucking civil people. To put that was a very that was a very long email, Duncan. For one, it thing. was a very hey, long email. Surreal. That was like Apple license agreement long. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, let's blame Duncan for the long email, which basically yes. said, work together, teamwork helps. 
and ultimately you fucked yourself. So it's that... like stereo instructions. Come on, man. You know. And then let's point out too when I said, "Hey, here's what I think should go yeah, on the Bo, list." Bo did actually point I... that out. And then I got shouted down by Duncan saying, no, no, no. I said private conversation. Don't do that in public. Yeah, private conversation is what I said. I stick, I stick by it. I stick by it. I, I don't, believe I, I don't want to read everyone's. Don't want to read everyone's picks. I will say <laughs> this. I will say this. With the wild card picks put in the positions they were, there was no move in the the order of the lists, even though certain titles dropped out, etc. It was exactly the same moving down. And the thing was unaffected completely. <laughs> the thing was not like it still remained in 213 points and everything below that lost points um, and the list of the wildcard picks was 7 Evil Dead 2 had 32 points put at the top of the list The Hitcher had 30 points put at 2nd Evil Dead had 29 points put at 3rd Reanimator 27 at 4th Henry Portrait of That's a Serial Killer sad. I know 13 um, put at 5th uh, Demons was nine points at number six, and Child's Play four points, putting it number seven. Let's swing it in. Are you ready for our listeners list? I know we don't care about the listeners, but we have to pretend <laughs> to be excited. Here we go. We had more than ten people submitted lists in, which is up from last year. Thank you. It is a massive ask, and I know that the ten people that actually submit, well, ten plus people that actually submitted did actually watch all the movies because there were people that were active in the group talking about what they would have picked where so I'm happy about that and that will only grow when we get to the 90s um, I hope uh, so here we go at number 20 with 47 points is Pet Cemetery. the listeners agree bottom of the <laughs> list isn't that great don't you feel warm and fuzzy inside because if you did you're about to vomit uh, number 19 on the list with 67 points is Videodrome what? Uh, wow! What? Listeners do not love it at all. Yeah, I don't get wait, this. wait, wait! You, I lost you when like, like it totally went blank. What? What was that? Number nineteen was Videodrome. <gasps> yeah. What? Which will hurt even more when you what? hear that number no. eighteen. N- number eighteen was Pumpkinhead. Vindication <laughs> <laughs> oh. for that show. Vindication. <laughs> Vindication. Why did Pumpkinhead go through? Because the listeners like it more. Yes. Number 17 on the list, it just gets worse, uh, is Society with 75 points. Number 16 was Christine. So that is exactly... <laughs> no, it's not the same. We had that as 17, so it's slightly up. Uh, number 15 on the listeners list is Night of the Creeps. That's going to hurt Bo. going to hurt him in the fields. In the fields. In the fields. In those fields. <laughs> um... Number 14 on the list for the listeners is Near Dark. We had Near Dark at number 15, so it's slightly higher on the listeners' lists. Number 13, this just disgusts me. You should feel fucking ashamed of yourself. <laughs> um, number 13 on the list is The Beyond. We had it at number 12 on ours. Number 12, huge difference here. This was number 6 on our list. It's number 12 on the listeners' list. Return of the Living Dead did not Ouch. make the top 10 ladies and gents however they course corrected it was number 14 on our list but number 11 on theirs the blob almost cracked the top 10 that makes me smile at number 10 now you know what you, you know who's going to be smug right now because doug's already worked out that on the listeners list nightmare and elm street made the top 10 again <laughs> fucking canadians man honestly uh, number surprises anybody here you know <laughs> number 10 on the list uh, is poltergeist we had it at number 9 and listeners had it at number 10. Because they swapped places with number 10 on our list. 
So number nine on theirs was A Nightmare on Elm Street. We are like spot on with eight. Number eight on our list and eight on their list was Bright Night. Um, here is a shock and a half and this is where Doug Tilly owns the internet. <laughs> At number 16 on our list but number seven on the listeners list is Gremlins. Oh, so, I am a man of the people, Duncan. You Everyone are the it. people's picker. Uh, I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. That's sticking. <laughs> that's a name that is sticking with you. No, uh, the people are going to hear about that video drum pick. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, they did one thing right, but at the cost of everything else, that's holy. Um, so, number six on their list, which was number seven on ours, is Hellraiser, and then it's different shades of the same thing. Uh, we had this at number four. They had it at number five. It's the fog. We had it at number five, they have it at number four, an American Werewolf in London. And the top three is identical. The Fly at number three, The Shining at number two, and The Thing at number one. So to recap, the listeners list, Pet Cemetery at 20, Videodrome is at 19, 18 is Pumpkinhead, Society is at 17, 16 is Christine, 15 is Night of the Creeps, 14 is Near Dark, 13 is The Beyond, 12 is Return of the Living Dead, 11 is The Blob, number 10 is Poltergeist, 9, A Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, 8 is Fright Night, 7 is Gremlins, 6 is Hellraiser, 5 is The Fog, and number 4 is American Werewolf of London, 3 is The Fly, uh, 2 is The Shining, and 1 is The Thing. That's pretty similar to what happened last year, we, went, we didn't have anything massively weird. Um, so there's now a combined list. So the combined list, which, as you can imagine, doesn't change much at all. Um, the combined list of listener and official hosts lists are as follow. With 91 points at number 20 on the list is Pet Cemetery. At 121 points at number 19 on the list is Society. At number 18 on the list with 132 points is Pumpkinhead. Number 17 is Christine with 146 um, at number 16 with 175 is Videodrome, all of us should be ashamed. Uh, number 15 is Near Dark with 179 points. At number 14 with 185 points is Night of the Creeps. 13 is The Beyond with 207 points. Gremlins is at number 12 with 210. At number 11 is The Blob, 214. Number 10, son of a bitch. Nightmare on Elm Street with 244 points. <laughs> number 9 is Poltergeist with 246. Number 8 is Fright Night with 254. Number 7 is Hellraiser with 262. And number 6 is Return of the Living Dead with 271. And number 5 is An American Werewolf in London with 304. The Fog is at number 4 with 307. The Fly is at number 3 with 313. The Shining, wait to hear this gap right now. At number two, The Shining has 332 points. And The Thing, almost 100 points clear with 423 points, comes in at number one. There is very little change out with Videodrome being pushed down on the official combined list. Everything else pretty much remains the same. And that is your official list. At number 20, Pet Cemetery. 19, Society. 18, Pumpkinhead. 17, Christine. 16, Videodrome. 15, Near Dark. 14, Night of the Creeps. 13, The Beyond. 12 is Gremlins. 11 is The Blob. 10, A Nightmare on Elm Street. 9, Poltergeist. 8, Fright Night. 7, 
Hellraiser, six Return of the Living Dead, five golden rings. <laughs> Just making sure everyone's still with me. It's an American oh, yeah. Werewolf of London. Four is The Fog, three is The Fly, two is The Shining, and Ruling the Roost. Joining the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as the standout winner of the decade is John Carpenter's The Thing. That's right, putting a bit of soul in it, putting a bit of soul in it. Can I, at this stage, thank my 10 guest hosts who joined no. me for this? No, I am available. I don't want to, I don't want to thank you, but I have to if I'm thanking everyone else. That's just, that's just the way civility works and I'm kind of rebelling against it. Um, yeah, I want to thank my 10 guest hosts for joining me. Liam, who sends his apologies, who did make it home in one piece about three hours into a recording. He sent me a message. I was like, you could join, but I wouldn't at this stage. We're shouting at each other. Um, because we were at that point. Um, and Mark Ball and Ricky Morgan, who joined me earlier on for the recordings that we did of these lists. Um, I want to thank my guests that joined me just now. Andy Blockley, Bo Ransdell, Court Psyops, Darren Wilson, Doug Tilly, Gary Hill and Jamie J. Sammons for their Herculean effort in not only watching the 20 movies they did for the show, but the overall movies for the top list, for their involvement, for their support. Um, we managed to get through 100 movie reviews um, in four weeks. Like, literally had the entire series recorded in the space of four weekends, which is a record for me and one that will be ambitious to try and beat again. Um... <laughs> This is the point of the show that I just want to once again thank you for your involvement. I look forward to the nineties list. I know some of you will be back. I, know some I of hope you, so. I know some of you may have had enough, <laughs> uh, and it is completely understandable here, here. that the nineties list is difficult at best to be motivated about. All I'm going to say is I am more excited about the nineties list than I've been for any other list because I think <laughs> there is the room for pure anarchy and that is why I do these shows um, this is the point where I, I will go around systematically each of you and you can mention where you can be found online any shows that you want to promote or any uh, social networks that are out there for you uh, I'm going to start with my good buddy who doesn't have a podcast at the moment but rumour Roma has it that he might I don't even know if that is a song but it's in my head has it that he may be joining me for the return of a show which it's just uh, going to make us fucking miserable, but let's do it. Uh, Andy Blockley, thank you very much for joining me. Anything you want to say uh, to the listeners or anything you want to promote? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> um, God, yeah, the fucking, you've said it out loud now, haven't you? You've said it on the fucking... It's been said about six times, and I've got all the original files for, for doing the nasty, which are going to be migrated over on the Legion um, very soon, so people can relive the anarchy before we go ahead and start it again. Oh shit, son! Yep. Yeah, best watch this space, <laughs> I guess. We're coming back for list number three, which has 80 odd films of it, and some of them are great, most of them are awful. Yay! <laughs> God damn it. But you know, though, there's one silver lining is that a lot of them we won't be able to get hold of. So No, I, I will get hold of all of them, Andy. Don't worry about that. Don't oh, you man. worry your pretty little face over it. I'll get a hold Let of Let me all know if I can be any help. I want to hear No, no, it's fine. No, no, you're all right. We don't no, want no. to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let uh, me know, Duncan. I'll see what I can do. Oh, I, like, t trust me, as soon as, as soon as Andy starts making excuses, I'll be in touch with all of you. <laughs> like, well, we can only find 20. Oh, go on. No, then. I'll find them all. All the 80 odd. 
Uh, we'll do be... what we can, guys. We'll, yeah. we'll make it happen for you. Teamwork. Me. Teamwork makes the dream work. Bo Ransdell, thank you very much for joining me, sir. Anything you want to promote? I know you're a busy man with many plates spinning on many sticks, uh, but how's your, uh, this is your time to shine. Yeah, I'm ignoring all of those plates right now. Um, <laughs> no, uh, myself uh, and other uh, podcasters that you heard here on this show can be found with their great shows over on legionpodcasts.com. You can also find us over on the Twitter at Legion Podcasts and uh, on Facebook at uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash LOE podcast. Swing it across to Court Psyops. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, Court. Thanks for all the fun and the bants. Um, <laughs> you are now known as the, the the Archbishop of Banterbury in my phone uh, for <laughs> obvious reasons. Uh, so much bants and lols. I don't even know what I'm saying now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, um, thank you for joining me. Promote your show, sir. For the time being, until Bo realizes I put uh, Poltergeist at number twenty on my list. <laughs> You did what? <laughs> yeah. Um, I am a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. You can find both my shows, Obsessive Cinema Discourse and Cinema PsyOps, for now on legionpodcasts.com. Nice, nice. Darren Wilson, always a pleasure. You were the last person to join me in my pick because uh, um, I was working through my list and I was like, Darren needs to be on this because I know he has those 80s feels. It's all about I, I consider myself very fortunate, no matter having 1989 aside. I, I <laughs> the worst fucking year ever. <laughs> I think it's worse than 1979. I'm just going to put it out there. But re- regardless, thank you very much. I'm very happy to have hung out with all of you. I have two shows on Legion Podcasts. Uh, the Psycho Semantic Cast or the Psycho Semantic Podcast. Look up either one and you will find it. It's politics, movies, and political movies. And my much more likable show that I joined because my name starts with D. I am on the VD Clinic Podcast where we do <laughs> books and a movie. Yeah, Bo's laughing because Bo only found that out recently. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it for upset, a long time. Upset me. And it was on a show with me, which means he opened himself up to ridicule straight away. Because like, I'm like was, a shark, I smell blood. Like if there's ridicule out there, I just smell it and I have to attack. It was easily <laughs> the dumbest I felt. Yeah. Uh, and I mean that that has since been surpassed. But it was like it was the dumbest bow had felt. It was my favorite day ever. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> uh, right, let's swing this around to uh, the man that I described as the MVP of this uh, this particular recording. He's the people's picker. Uh, he is Doug Tilly. Doug, thank you very much for joining me. Pimp your wear, sir. Thanks for having me. I, I, it was a lot of pressure to live up to, but I nailed it, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> you you so can humble, find me. so humble. That's what they say. Doug Tilly's so humble. Well, look, hey, I can't lie. Uh, you can go over to Eric Roberts uh, is the fucking man over at ericrobertsthemand.com or at E-R-I-T-F-M on Twitter. And my other podcast is No Budget Nightmares, which you can find at nobudgetpodcast.com or on Twitter at nobudgetpodcast. Or me, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L-E-Y. Nice. Gary Hill, man of many talents and many shows. Uh, Pimp your wear, sir. Yeah, all three of them. Uh, some of each podcast can be found on Legion, as well as two different commentaries. Uh, Cinema Veep includes sometimes Jamie, sometimes Iris, usually Suzanne, and whoever else wants to come on. Um, 
uh, Sloppy Seconds Movie Sequel Podcast, uh, the man without a co-host on that show, but it, I'm sure somebody will step to the plate there. Next episode should be Deathstalker 2. That, that's coming up soon. Wynorski joined. Love that shit. Uh, Fleas and Flicks Charity Auction. It's all done on Facebook on the, on the, the group event page. I will set that up very, very soon. It's a memorabilia auction. It's worldwide. You don't have to be there. You just have to be there to bid on stuff. Um, I will ship wherever, as long as you guys help me out a bit on the, the further distance shipping, if you will. There you go. Nice, nice. And last but certainly not least, um, like I said before, I can't stress it enough, the woman that started my journey into horror podcasting five years ago, and uh, still going strong, still going strong. Um, legitimately one of my favourite voices in podcasts, uh, Jamie J. Sammons. Sell your wares. Thank you, love. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Maven1974. If you want to attack me on a personal level, you can email me at maven1974 at gmail.com. Um, as far as podcasts go, you can find me on Devour the Podcast when we do those. You can find me on Married with Children that drops every Wednesday. Uh, also, Cinema Beef when I can make it. And... Uh, the ABCs of Hidden Horror and its spin-off show, Attack of the Colossal Collection. And uh, sad, there's some news coming up about evil episodes, so you'll have to listen to the next episode to, to hear about that. But, mm, yeah. Um, and uh, I guess that's about Sounds it. Like I can be news. found. Yeah, it's... <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not. Uh, I can be found on shows at Horrorphilia and at Legion. So just uh, take a look around. I'm probably there somewhere. Welcome back. So uh, we have heard the official top 20 list with the eight guest hosts all discussing. But we had two that started up right at the beginning of this episode that we need to reveal the list to as well. So just when you thought you were getting out this episode nice and clean, that was all the hard work done. No, we're going to relive the pain and trauma again. Yay! <laughs> as we go back through um, the top 20 list. Now, like we did on the previous segment with the, the other eight, uh, the, the horrible eight as I call them, um... Not nice people, not nice people at all. It's not what I said to them when they were recording. Praise them, but not here, because they're not here. Um, we are going to go through the list, starting at number 20, um, working our way down to the top pick. I will reveal the points that were made. You've already heard this before, but I need to tell my guest host how this works. Um, and then we'll discuss the positions uh, that they appeared on our guest host lists, and uh, we'll see how much they agree or disagree with how this please. Uh, Ricky Morgan, Mark Ball, are you both ready, sirs? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like he is. Either that or he's riding yeah. a horse, maybe. Uh, or he's a plane. <laughs> he's a plane flying by on a really speedy motorcycle. Yeah. That's kind of what it sounded like. Uh, right, let's do this. So, in at number 20 on the list. No, in fact, what I should probably do... No, let's just do it this way. In at number 20 on the list... Are you ready? Um, with a total scoring of 44 points is Pet Cemetery. That's right, Pet Cemetery came in at number 44 uh, with its points. Number 20 overall on the list came bottom. Very, very bottom. Mark, where did you have Pet Cemetery on your list? 
Uh, I, ha I had it a little higher. Do you want? Do you want the exact number? Yeah, give me the exact number. I know what the exact number. Uh, pet, is. You give it the exact number. Pet, pet, pet cemetery was a seventeen. I, I had it a sm smidge higher. You are going to find this freaky because Ricky Morgan, where did <laughs> it appear on your list? Number seventeen. Oh wow! Boom! Simpatico. Simpatico. Wow! Did Told you, you hear it? Like listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, Pet Cemetery landed bottom of the list. So there you go. Uh, I was right and everyone was wrong. <laughs> um, so... Well. <laughs> well, I never. Uh, yeah, I had it at the very bottom of my list. So I got 44 points. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that, um, do you feel like it was the worst one overall? Clearly not on your list, but, you know, do you think there was a mistake made by other hosts there? Or are you quite happy? Anyone? <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty close it's towards the bottom of the yeah, it's towards the bottom to me and i may have looked at this list a little differently i looked at i've got a newbie in front of me here that wants to get into horror here's my 20 movies i got what order do i show them to them and oh, that's nice. really the approach i took so and uh you know pet cemetery is one of those that can take a while to get through you know just kind of you know okay uh you know I don't know. It, it, I think I think it was down closer to the end of the list when I start looking at everything that's, that's on here. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's swing this round. We discussed this movie quite a bit in our um, in our previous chat. Uh, coming at nineteen on the list is uh, sadly Brian Yosna's Society with forty six points. So only two points higher. Um, kind of feels wrong. Maybe marries up with some of what uh, you guys thought. Because uh, if if what I'm seeing is correct, both of you guys had this as your bottom pick, number twenty. Is that right? <laughs> yep, sure did. Uncanny. Yeah, and, and not, because you... it's, not because it's bad. It's because I'm, st no. I'm still I'm still processing it. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm often that just now. You two guys are on exactly the same page. I'm just <laughs> looking forward to the time when you both veer off. Um, <laughs> But at the moment, it's kind of close. Society for me, I'd like for all. Yeah, I I blew that movie quite heavily on that show, and I was like, yeah, society's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, it, it was a bit higher. It wasn't hugely higher, if I'm honest. Um, society came in at number what would be fifteen. Fifteen on the list for me. Um, so not that far hmm. off to land at you know at nineteen, a couple of positions out. Um, it is a wholly weird movie I would have been surprised if it cracked the top 10 I would have been uh, slightly concerned yeah. that maybe we had made a little mistake um, oh, sure done better uh, but yeah that's where it landed so no controversy there either that's kind of good, I like that there could be one right now because uh, this movie was one that we picked all three of us collectively together um, at number 18 on the list are you ready gents? Anyone want to take a guess? Uh, Pumpkinhead. Yep, number 18 on the list was, in fact, Pumpkinhead with 60 points. Um, it came in there. Mark, where did you have uh, Pumpkinhead on your list? Oh, I had this. This, this was like the, the dark horse on my list. It, it, it's all the way up at number nine on my list. Wow. So, little disappointed it landed so low, but I'm glad it made it to the list because I think it's super important. Yep. Yep. What about yourself, Ricky? 14. 
yeah. you know, it didn't, didn't quite break my in, into my top 10. And again, it was the way that I was looking at this. I'm trying to put my personal feelings of the movie aside. And I think about the presentation of the film and how does the movie move? All that kind of thing. So, uh, nice. yeah, it, it, it's it's the same elements that are in Pet Cemetery, really. Mm-hmm. Just a different monster. So, this is true. This is true. Um, right, right. So uh, let's 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 uh, let's see where it landed for me. Uh, Pumpkinhead. I loved it. I thought it was great. I blew it hard on that show. I wanted it to get through desperately. Um, I appeared number 18 on my list. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. caved. I caved quick. Um, I caved maybe too quick. I was just like that. Oh, there's too many great movies. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, caved. Caved like a little, like a little bit, like a basic bitch. <laughs> Buckled <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> like folded like an accordion. Um, yeah, that's that's where it landed for me. Nothing I can say about that one. In fairness, I, I stick by my choice on that one. Um, although yep. I do love the movie and everyone should watch it. So that's that's where I, that's where I land for them. Number seventeen on the list was sixty five points. Christine. This one I thought was going to do a whole hell of a lot better, and it turned out that a lot of the hosts that appeared on this show for this run don't dig on Christine, which is weird. Because it's Carpenter, it's Stephen King. It's one of the more true adaptations of a Stephen King one. And I think it's fucking rad, but um, turns out most people disagreed. Uh, let's find out where it appeared on your lists, gents. Uh, Mark, where did you have Christine? I had a, I had a little bit higher. It's it's a 14 on my list. Uh, I, I, I dig Christine a lot. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um... But I don't really watch it all that often. That's one I watch like every couple right. of years or so. So a um, little, little bit higher on my list than where it ended up landing, but not super high. And if my notes are right, Ricky, yeah, they are because I just edited them uh, in a small break that no one heard. Um, if my notes are right, uh, Christine fell number 16 on your list. Um, is that for similar reasons? Is it just a movie that you don't revisit often? Um, and as such, yeah. it just doesn't hold that sort of level of regard? Yeah, I think it's one of those that, even though I like it, it's not one that I watch a lot. It's just, it's not a repeatable watch. It's kind of like, once you've seen it, you don't need to see it again next week. You know, It's one of those you go back and revisit every few months or so. Yep, I'm exact. believe it or not, I'm exactly with you, gents. When I, every time I watch Christine, I love that fucking movie, and then I don't watch yeah. it for years and years and years. As a result, it appeared number 19 on my list. Uh, very, very, very low. Um... I even put Pumpkinhead above it when I was like that. Yeah, Pumpkinhead is now my new favourite love. I will watch you, you loads. Uh, Christine, maybe <laughs> a bit less. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't quite cut the mustard, as they say. Uh, no one says that, but it doesn't. Um, right, let's continue on. Number 16 on the list um, is a movie that uh, Ricky raised some valid points about. Uh, maybe it shouldn't be considered on this list among some of the greats just because of the nature of the movie itself as a gateway horror movie. It's Gremlins with 80 points, uh, number 16 on the list. I can tell you, ladies and gents, that Gremlins was number 16 on my list. Um, so yeah, it certainly wasn't top 10 making material. So when we look at, you know... 
it being number 16 on this list, it once again proves that my list is wholly right and everyone else is wrong. Um, Mark Ball, where did Gremlins appear on your list, sir? It's actually right at number 16 on my list as well. Boom! Uh, and that means that we are twinsies. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Uh, Ricky Morgan, it was a bit lower uh, on your list. Where did you have it, sir? It was 18, so not far off. Yeah, I think... Thus far, there's nothing wholly controversial here. We, mm. we collectively, unlike the previous lot, because everyone knows what happened there, unlike these guys here, we seem to be all on the same page. I'm loving this recording. It's making me happy. It's making me happy. Which means that we can swing to number 15 on the list. I'm not going to lie, this kind of tore me up a little bit. Uh, because I do think this movie is kind of fucking awesome. Um, I know that Mark put this one quite high. I know that Ricky didn't put it high, uh, so he's going to be laughing right now. <laughs> uh, number 15 on the list, uh, directed by f- what would be a future Oscar winner um, for a little movie which uh, was called Zero Dark Thirty, Catherine Bigelow's uh, Near Dark, number 15 on the list, with 86 points. Um, Mark Ball, it appeared number fifth, not that it appeared number 10 on your list. Yeah. Very, very high. So this cracks the top 10 for you. Are you surprised to see this movie at number 15? Um, I, I think Near Dark is a little bit underappreciated. I, I don't know. I mean, part of the problem is it's been fucking out of print for so long. Come on. Can yeah. somebody put Near Dark out on a good Blu-ray finally? Um, it, it, like, it probably would have been higher on my list if I had a copy to watch fairly regularly because I love Near Dark. I, I almost think I put this a little too low on my list at number 10 because... It's oh man, it, it's probably my favorite vampire movie like ever. It's and you get you get your Lance Henriksen. Near Dark is amazing, so a little low on the on the overall list, but I, I'm I'm happy that they made it through because honestly, I think it's a little underappreciated. Nice, nice, uh, Ricky Morgan. Um, where did it appear on yours? I had it at 19, and again, I approached this from the fact of introducing these to people. Um, Near Dark's a hard one to explain to people. Well, it's a vampire movie, but it's not a staple, you know, follow the, you know, color by numbers vampire flick. I absolutely happen to love this movie, but I think when I try to look at it as introducing it to, you know, out of these movies, where, where would I show this one? And it would be towards the end, because I think you have to adjust the way you think about vampire flicks in order to to really appreciate the brilliance that is Near Dark. Once again, I don't know if it's because me and Mark recorded for so many years on the Midnight Horror Show. Near Dark came in at number 10 on my list as well. I would have cracked into the top yep. 10 for sure. I think it's, yep. yeah, I think it's arguably the the best vampire movie of the decade. Um, it's, it's great. It's, you know, it's like a super, super strong movie. It is kind of weird, but I think the weirdness of it is what makes it stand out to me. Um, I think the cinematography to this day, like Mark was saying, I'm I'm with you 100%. When that gets a proper Blu-ray print out there, I think people are going to fall in love with that movie. Very much like a lot of people are falling in love with The Changeling since its re-release, where people are watching that movie going, you know, look how gorgeous it is, look at, you know, the cinema. When people watch Near Dark, I think when you grab that as well, um, you you will see that as well. I can see where you're coming from, Ricky. I can. I think it's a a graduated film. I think you have to be more educated in horror before you can appreciate the difference that's in this movie. Same thing with The Changeling. It's like an acquired taste. Right, right. 
So nice. that, that's, nice. that's why it's where it does. I happen to, you know, I'm with you. When they release it again, I'll buy it for sure. Of course, of course, we'll all be there because unfortunately we are slaves to the collector's editions. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, that's another thing that makes my asshole sweat. Uh, it's whenever someone's like, do you want to hear our new collection coming out next month? And I'm like, no. <laughs> yes, but no. <laughs> uh, well, which kidney do I have to sell now? Uh, what do you mean I've sold them both? How am I still alive? Uh, right, number, number 14 on the list was one that we fawned over greatly. This is another one that made the 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 kind of top two in the year that all three of us recorded on. Number 14 is The Blob with 98 points. I still maintain The Blob is maybe one of the most criminally underrated uh, yep. 80s horror movies of all time. I still don't understand why people don't talk about it and people haven't seen it or haven't rewatched it. Um, and it's one that does have a really nice blue ray out there that when you sit down and watch that, you are just sitting there going, how did they do half of what they've done? I, I don't, I, it blows my mind completely. Uh, the Blob, for me, um, appeared at number 14 on my list. So, yeah, pretty much spot on again here with, with, with where it appeared overall <laughs> on the list. Um, yeah, would I like to have scored it higher? Yes. Um, now, looking at this list, I kind of regret that I didn't. Yes. Um, that's a, that is a failure on my part uh, Ricky Morgan where did the blob appear for you sir I put it at number 8 so it broke eight. my top 10 for sure Yeah, nice uh, Mark Ball what about yourself it was super weird I also had it at number 8 it was the you other along with so Pumpkinhead much. it was the dark horse that jumped all the way up the list you used to have <laughs> so much like matching up <laughs> on this list I kind of love it um, it does. It makes it makes me smile quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, that's that was number fourteen on the list. Number thirteen on the list. One that yeah, this one is heavily polarizing when it came to the scores. They were they were all over the place for this one. Uh, number thirteen on the list. Unlucky for some, and definitely unlucky for Night of the Creeps. With ninety eight points, um, is where it landed at number thirteen. Um, let's see what's got Ricky again. Weirdly enough, uh, where did it appear for you, Ricky? Number thirteen. Number thirteen. Even stranger is that it's spitting distance from Mark's choice. Uh, where did it arrive for you, Mark? At number twelve, just a smidge higher. Just yeah. a smidge higher. Um, I'm with Ricky on this one. I'm with the overall list once again. How how right am I? Uh, Night of the Creeps is number thirteen on my list as well. Uh, and I just want to uh, say it. I love Night of the Creeps. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it appears higher on a couple of other lists here um, and a lot lower on others. Uh, so um, when you go back and listen to the conversation that was had with the other group, you're going to hear some wildly different opinions on that one. Yeah, it's a movie that challenges you to thrill it. Thrill me. Uh, so they're like, <laughs> don't know. Uh, don't even laugh at that. Don't even acknowledge it. Let's just leave it out there. Just leave it out there. Bad. Uh, <laughs> Number 12. Uh, number 12. It breaks my heart. Crushing my soul. Uh, with 101 points. A bona fide fucking thrill ride if ever there was one into complete nihilism. Everyone talks about how The Thing is one of the most nihilistic movies ever made and I'm like that. Have you not seen The Beyond? <laughs> right. The Beyond. Uh, yeah, Beyond is number 12 with 101 points so it did quite well it didn't do as well as i'd hoped 
The Beyond was number seven on my list. It's super strong. Um, it demands your attention. It demands your respect. Show some love to The Beyond. Uh, Mark Ball, I know that you agree. Uh, you agree so much it was higher up on your list. Where was The Beyond for you, buddy? I had this at number five. This is my favorite Fulci movie. And this is like, this is one of those movies that as soon as I saw it, it kind of like the blob. I'm like, this is like one of my new favorite movies. This, oh my God, I love the beyond and is criminally underrated. There we go. Uh, Ricky Morgan, because he was doing it slightly different with his list, I can only assume. Uh, the beyond appeared much later. Well, what much higher on your list or lower, depending on how you look at it. Uh, where was it for you? Uh, I had it at number fourteen, number fourteen, and and it's you know again, I, I just think about the introduction of this. This, <laughs> how do you introduce the beyond? It's like introducing society to somebody, right? Yeah, it, it, you know, you you can't say it's a you know again, it's it's Fulci. So I'm super glad that at least there's some representation of Fulci in this list. Yep. And, you know, I don't know. Fulci got in, Argento didn't. Mind blown. Right. (laughs) And, and, you know, uh, but you look at the things that happen in the Beyond, it's like, you know, if you could cut maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes of the spiders crawling up to the dude, (laughs) 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 you know, and just get on with it, you know, Fulci loved to just drag those scenes out. Which is, and there's another movie in this list where somebody loves to drag the scenes out. But, you know, no discredit to Fulci. I'm glad he's on the list. But again, when I think about showing a newbie these movies, it fell a little further down the list. And uh, nice. I've got every edition that they crank out of this one because I love it. But I don't know. It, uh, 14 is just kind of where it sits. Cool, cool. Right. Number 11, another movie that almost defies explanation. Uh, this guy got two movies. In our list, he is a he is a master of horror. He's maybe one of the most cerebral masters of horror that's ever existed. Uh, and this movie has a stomach vagina. Number eleven is Videodrome with a hundred and eight points. Uh, Videodrome well represented uh, across most of the the list in terms of scores. It, it scored fairly well um, throughout. On my one, it came in at number eight. It was in my top ten for the year. Uh, I fucking love Videodrome. Along with the new flesh, um, Ricky Morgan. It was a bit a bit further down on your list, um, yep. and I would imagine for for good reason. Mark Ball had it even further down on his list. Let's start with Mark first. Where did Videodrome appear on yours? Ooh, this is a 19. Uh, I, I think I just need to watch this movie more. I, I, I think I was first introduced to this by you, Duncan. So I've only seen this like two or three times maybe. And it's 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 been a while. I love it, but it's like, I, th- I think my list is if I had all 20 of these movies on a shelf and I got to watch one of them, like which one am I going to watch first? Yeah. It's kind of kind of the order I went in. And was, yeah, so that's, that's kind of why video drums so low. Nice. Ricky Morgan, where did it appear for you? It was, on, it was 15. So, again, when I look at this bottom tier of, of the movies, how do you explain to somebody the beyond Videodrome society? <laughs> right? You know, because you're taking them from the big heavy hitters of the time and then breaking them off into... Now, this one requires you to think about this movie three weeks from now and try to figure out what they were actually trying to, <laughs> trying to make you think of on screen. And yeah. so, again, these are educated films, Near Dark included. These are ones that I think you have to build up to in order to appreciate. 
Yeah, Videodrome for me is a movie that every single year I get more out of, as, uh, as more as I realise that we are actually living in a world which um, which David Cronenberg wrote about back in like 1981. It's, it's insane, it's absolutely insane when you see how ahead of the... How prescient that movie is! He yep. predicted so much and continues to predict the hell that we are going to live into in the next couple of years. Yay! Uh, Clark, <laughs> Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving. That is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, yep, Randy Quaid. Um, so <laughs> uh, let's do the top ten. It pains me to say this. You will have heard me have to eat a slice of humble pie. Um, on the the other guy's recording when I said that I would be wholly surprised and supremely confident that this movie would not crack the top 10 even though Doug Tilly assured me it would uh, he was proved right overall at number 10 with 117 points Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street Uh, let me me just swing off how low it is on my fucking list number 17 on my list Um, yeah maybe a couple of points too high uh, googly arms just can't handle the googly arms um, Mark Ball what did you give A Nightmare on Elm Street god damn you really hate those googly arms I I had, <laughs> I, I, I had this at number 7 maybe a smidge high like pretty much as soon as I turned this list in that was the one where I was like ah, maybe I fucked up on that and that's a little bit high but I, I really like Nightmare on Elm Street I was about 15 when I first saw it and just instantly fell in love with it the rest of those movies I can kind of take or leave. I really love Dream Warriors a lot, but that, that sure. first one holds a special place in my heart, so eh, fuck it. I regret nothing. If yours is a regret, <laughs> let's find out what Ricky's is. Ricky's, you, you put this higher. I got it at number five, man. I think, and I know this is where Duncan and I disagree, just like Friday the 13th Part 5, but I really feel like it's one of the most important films to come out of this era, even though it totally ripped off my phantasm. And, you know, <laughs> I go into that elaborately. Uh, but I think the beauty of this film is the rules. Because when you're walking into this one, there's no movie with rules like this one. And you can't distinguish between what's really happening and what's not. Uh, googly arms and all. It's supposed to be a nightmare. So anything can happen. I don't know. I, I think you felt like you were watching a movie from a director, much like you did when he did uh, Last House on the Left. You're watching a movie made by a director that you feel like this guy may be a little out of control, and you have no say-so with what's going on on the screen. I think that's the real power of that movie. Yeah, it's cheaply shot. It's got some yep. problems. But yep. I think deep down, that's what a watcher comes away with. Yep, I think you summed up the reasons it's so low for me. I think I think a Nightmare on Elm Street, weirdly against what Mark was saying, uh, has two movies directly that come after it that are better movies. Um, like I, I think three surprise surprises top of the pile. I think part two is better than part one, um, mostly in, because part almost, one. I, I can almost agree ha- with that too. Yeah, yeah, part one has a lot of a lot of problems, and it's not just in Google yeah. Arms territory. It's not. It's got a lot of really bad casting. Um, a lot of kind of not great dialogue and the ending is awful <laughs> it's like a really 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 <laughs> bad ending um, and I think people seem to like it was Ricky was saying that maybe it's the experience more than the individual elements that are what right. people come away with but every time I watch A Nightmare on Elm Street um, 
those are the things that stand out to me the most are all its flaws um, and, and yeah I focus on it uh, with, with laser precision um, and it's why it's so low on my list but once again what do I, I know I'm only one guy I, I think guy when you move on into the series everybody's on board you already know at this point that okay this is this is dream state because you know Freddy's doing these things and, and I, so I think once you get past that first movie but I think you know, again, the, the the real staple of what makes that movie work is you can't distinguish. When she's in the tub, she gets pulled in. You don't know if she's really asleep, if, she, if it's yeah. really happening. I love that. And, I do love that. Bit. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I think, and again, going back to, you know, the year we did before, I can't believe we didn't put part th- two through, even though it's real controversial. I think it's a really strong film. And, you know, it's a, I appreciate a lot of the movies in that series, basically. Yeah. So. And I, don't, nice. I have no regrets with being at five. Nice, right? Um, let's find out what scored above it. So, with 119 points, just two points above it, um, at number nine on the list is Poltergeist, the movie that was directed by Toby Hooper and no one else, no one else involved. I, I am offended that you would accuse him of not directing it. It clearly does not look like Steven Spielberg directed it. Um, <laughs> not at all. So. Shush. Uh, yeah, that came in at number nine on the list. To me, Poltergeist um, is, you know, it's a phenomenal movie. It almost cracked my top ten. It was at number twelve. I will say this, and just to kick up the shit here, had Tenebrae got through, Tenebrae would be in my top five. So, I, I, don't, I can't speak for everyone, but Tenebrae would have been right up there, right up there for sure. Uh, and this is what happens when you try and fuck another man in the ass, uh, as they say in uh, Big Lebowski. Uh, don't know why I referenced that, but I just suddenly kept my head and I was like, that's one of the funniest lines ever. Uh, let's find out what the other guys thought. Mark, where did you put Poltergeist? This is, this is the part where Bo's listening. He's going to think I'm a fucking idiot, but uh, 18 <laughs> is where this landed on my list. Uh, great, great fucking movie, but uh, just not, like, not super ingrained in my brain i guess you'd say i don't know interesting ricky morgan had it higher what did you put ricky yeah i had it right at number 10 so it, it broke my top 10 um and again I, I think about the overall impact this movie had um and it's not a slasher flick which is pretty rare uh does it hold up now probably not as well um but i still think it's a pretty fantastic film spielberg really did a good job on it <laughs> there's at least one or two scenes in there that are right from the you know the the textbook um kind of nightmare fuel factory of toby hooper uh, and the rest doesn't feel like a toby hooper movie right. there's at least there's at least two scenes where i'm like that what the fuck is going on here and it's cocaine and toby hooper yeah. uh, <laughs> clearly and nothing else uh right uh, let's let's take a little look at number eight on the list uh with 126 points um, are you ready to discuss Fright Night? Um, it did really well. I'm very happy that this movie did really well because I genuinely thought that when it came down to it, um, the show that I recorded that put Fright Night through uh, with mm-hmm. Ricky Morgan, uh, we would have had to be in a position where a lot of people criticised that. Um, and no, turns out that we were pretty good with that, that choice overall. Um, for me, Fright Night scored pretty high. Um, it came in at number nine on my list, so pretty much there um, or thereabouts. Uh, Ricky Morgan, what about yourself? After all that discussion, how much love did you show Fright Night? 
It came in on number three on my list. Kaboom! <laughs> and I Four think three. because, and we talked about it during the episode. I think when you, you know, try to tell somebody what is an '80s horror flick, I don't think any other movie on this list really captures the feel of that time period like like Fright Night does. Um, it, it's and it's also the same thing that got Night of the Creeps on here. It's fun. It's kind of a gateway horror movie as well. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Scary enough to keep you interested. Gory enough. The effects, I think, are really good. And you just fall in love with some of the characters, too. It's, it's just a well-rounded film. Nice, nice. Mark Ball, you didn't show it the same love. Where did that be uh, on your list? This is another one I kind of fucked up on. I had this at 15. Um, <clears throat> probably, probably a little bit low. If I was going to redo this list, I'd probably bump it up a couple notches, but... Um, yeah, Friday Night's a fantastic movie that you can't really go wrong with. I think it's got a little bit of everything for everyone, and I, I think I think it gets a little bit like the the stuff with him like stealing the kid's girlfriend. I think bothers me more the older I get. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but that 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 part of it kind of like sticks with me. Yeah, a, a, a big thing that helped me with it was not not the problem you're talking about here, but. I got to revisit this movie in a theater, so I got to see it on the big screen, and you know, it really paid off versus seeing it just at home on, on DVD or whatever. And it's really changed my perspective. If that wasn't wouldn't have happened, this would have probably been down closer to the end of the list, believe it or not. But after experiencing it that way and seeing it the way it was supposed to be seen, it really made an impact on me. There we go. There we go. Now. In a world where we have Jason Voorhees, right, who did not make the list. In a world where we have Leatherface, who did not make the list. In a world where Freddy Krueger barely scraped his way, barely scraped his way into the top ten. And Michael Myers was in a coma, in a shack, beside the river, for a whole year. Which makes no fucking sense. That makes no sense, part five. Makes no sense. In a world where all that happens, one franchise icon managed to perform a little bit better. And number seven, with a grand total of 129 points. Oh, hello. My name is (laughs) Pinhead. I am glad to be here with you again. Duncan loves doing bored Pinhead voice. Because I've been in so many movies and so weirdly that I only show up for five minutes. And then they're like, say the line. I'm like, we'll tear your soul apart, Kirsty. Um, yeah, Hellraiser. I could not be fucking happier that Hellraiser came in at number seven. I love this movie. It's the movie that destroyed my adolescent mind. Um, yep. It's a movie that is in my top five from the list. I put it at number five. It is fucking amazing it is the tits this is Clyde Barker showing maybe for the only time with pure fury force and precision this is how you do a horror movie ladies and gents this is how you do a horror movie Um, yeah this came in at number 7 I'm over the moon Ricky Morgan where did that appear for you yeah number 6 for me man right behind that round M street Uh, again, I, I, I talked about this when we when we talked about it uh, before. Is 
I ran out of the theater after the first movie and just I did the the Doctor Satan chant, you know, that the guy does in House of a Thousand Courses. I fell to the ground, threw up my devil horns, and was like, "Perfection, don't touch it." <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, you see what happened there. I think it's one of the most important horror movies from the '80s, uh, yeah. possibly one of the most important horror films in the past thirty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could not dis- could not disagree with anything you just said there. Uh, Mark Ball wasn't far off the mark here with this either. Where did it come in for you, Mark? Uh, it just barely got knocked out of the top ten, so I have this at eleven. It it, it falls right underneath Pumpkinhead and Near Dark. Um, man, I might he had another one. I might have if I could redo this, I'd maybe put it a smidge higher. Um, I, I've seen Hellraiser a million times at this point, and it, it it's always creepy and weird and gross and unsettling and. It, it's it's like I've I, you can't go wrong kind of horror movie if, the, if that's kind of what you're leading towards is something that's gonna fuck your brain a little bit so um, yeah maybe a smidge low on my list but um, yeah glad, glad glad that this one went through nice nice at number six on the list I have one simple question gents uh, do you want a party because it's party time uh, yeah Return of the Living Dead swung him with 149 points 20 points clear of Hellraiser to make number 6 it's at times like these I know that myself uh, and Ricky Morgan and Gary Hill did right on that pick because I don't think Demons would have went as high I don't I think it would have done well but I don't think it would have went as high so I think we probably did the right thing there it scored there or thereabouts for you, Ricky Morgan. You had it in at number seven, is that right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Number seven. Uh, you know, again, classic. And, you know, I'm one of those that will fight this one against Day of the Dead any day of the week. I absolutely love Return of the Living Dead. Uh, it's a shame that both of them came at the same same time period because I think Day of the Dead is my, it's definitely my favorite Romero zombie flick. Yeah. Um, but this one is, again, the beauty of some of these 80s flicks was they love to throw a little bit of fun in here with it as well. So, yeah, this one for multiple reasons is just an incredible roller coaster ride. It deserves to be in the top 10 every day of the week. Yep. Um, I had it in as number 11. So, <laughs> right after Ricky <laughs> saying that, kind of feel awkward. Um, but yeah, I had it in as number 11. It's super strong. Really enjoyed it. Weirdly enough, I would have scored Demons a little higher, um, but we already know that. I said it at the time. But yeah, you yeah. cannot deny the importance of Return of the Living Dead. One of the best zombie movies of all time, which is yep. basically a humorous parody of one of right. the best zombie movies of all time. And <laughs> breaking the zombie rules, the... too. You know, and that, oh, that's breaks the all the rules. Yeah. yeah. Train sets like a motherfucker and does the best. It, like I said at the time, it does uh, the George A. Romero ending almost better than George A. Romero. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It is a Romero ending. It's, you know, what do we do? And the governments of that wipe it out. And that's what they do. Um, now, I think we know where Mark lies in this. Mark is going to score this high. Do you know how high? Let's find out. Ricky Morgan, can you guess how high this was for Mark Ball? If you had to put a number on it, how high up the list do you think it landed? Uh, I'll say two. Oh, holy shit. Uh, Bullseye, Ricky, uh, number two, Return of the Living Dead. Uh, (laughs) Fucking hell. There was a a time period where me and Mark almost did a show together. (laughs) And there's a reason why. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
Ricky have like one one shared brain, I think, or one, <laughs> one giant brain is made of two brains or something. Uh, but yeah, th- this movie is like fucking chicken soup for my soul. It's, it's like a warm yeah. blanket on a cold day. I can I can pop this thing in any any day of the week, and it's it's two of my favorite things: zombie movies and punk rock. You can't fucking right. go wrong. It's like know. rabid weasels. <laughs> it's also one of the funniest movies on this list, I think. Yeah, well, speaking about funny, there is a, a, a movie right above it which I find immensely humorous. Um, it's sometimes unfairly lumped as being too much of a comedy and not much of being a horror movie, which is wrong. And if you think that, sorry, but you're wrong. Um, it scored where we're jumping up quite a bit in points. And this is where we're starting to extend out in the top five. Um, scoring 163 points so 24 points more or sorry 14 if I could do the math uh, 14 points more is an American werewolf in London in London Shachi you can't Um, sorry (laughs) where did that come from Uh, an American werewolf in London swung in uh, at number um, 5 on the list overall to me uh, it was number 6 just outside, just outside there, um, but you know, by no, my my love for this movie knows no bounds. I've spoken about it in great detail, uh, whether it's reviewing it with Andy Blockley or the conversation that me and um, Liam Rafferty had when we discussed this way back, uh, right at the very start, where we we're just like, yeah, this is about as perfect um, a movie as you get. Um, and regardless your politics on its director. And uh, the many ups and downs he has had in his time as being a director, uh, you can't take away from the fact that American Werewolf in London is the shit. Uh, Mark Ball, Mark Ball, Mark Ball, this scored high for you as well. Where was it? I had this number three. Uh, this, this is one that hit, uh, again, about 14 or 15 when I first saw this. I about wore the fucking old school DVD of this thing out watching it so many times. Um, if you were just doing a list of like just the greatest practical effects in movies, yeah. I think this it's right up uh, right up beside like the thing and the blob, and this is like a fucking masterpiece that people are going to be talking about for like the next hundred years, probably as far as like and you you cannot do you can't outdo the transformation scenes in this movie. I don't care what you say. I know the howling is pretty fucking great, but um, this, this is the ultimate werewolf movie to me. Um, um, now, it's safe to say that we love this movie. We don't love it as much as Ricky Morgan. Ricky Morgan, <laughs> where did you put American Werewolf in London, sir? It is absolutely number one for me on this list. Oh. I didn't even have to think about it because, one, and that's the nostalgic thing of when it, when I saw it. Uh, in a, and I'm just I'm echoing everything Mark just said. You are in total amazement at what you were seeing here. Uh, not only that, but I think you really uh, just you really feel drawn to these two main characters that are in this too. Most horror movies, you're like run, get away, and stuff. This time, you're either the guy that's going through this that doesn't believe this is happening to him, which is you know again something we can all relate to when things are happening to your body that you have no control over. And the other guy saying, yeah, you just, you got to kill yourself, dude, because it's only going to get worse. I mean, what a brilliant twist on the werewolf story. There is not another werewolf movie that even touches this film. Um, And that's a bold statement. But even on a horror level, 
even on a horror level, I don't think there's many movies that touch the magic this movie actually has in it. And not only that, the thing that terrified me the most in the movie is the stupid dream sequence, man. Yeah. When they oh, come in man. And, man, I mean, and <laughs> those things stand out to me so much. And then, like you said, I mean, well, come on. Is there another movie on this list that won an Academy Award? Mm, I don't think so. So, I don't know. Uh, and that that's not a measurement of it's a great horror movie or not. It just adds to what effort went into this flick. And, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Nice, nice. So let's turn our attention to number four on the list. Only three points separating five and four on the list. You will never find a happier man than I that this is now getting love that I think it's so sorely deserved. It is a movie that the director himself is not actually overly enamoured with. He doesn't really like it because he had a horrible time making it. Um, it is a movie that is watched every October in the McLeish household when it's dark, hopefully when it's a bit misty outside. Can you see that over there? You can't see that? Why? Because there's something in the fog. Number four on the list with 166 points is, ladies and gentlemen, John Carpenter's The Fog. It was number four on my list. Oh, that's right. Uh, be prepared, <laughs> by the way. My top four is the top four in the final list because I am always right. Um, yeah. <laughs> And completely <laughs> humble, completely humble. Yeah, John Carpenter's The Fog. And, uh, wow. It happens it's... to be your show. I'm just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not tamper with he the He could be lying to us all and say, nope, this is the numbers that were turned in, folks. I so always, always, in the show notes for this episode, you will see everyone's <laughs> scores and you'll see how it's worked out and then you'll see that I have nothing to hide. That is how confident I am. In my list. Uh, yeah, The Fog is maybe one of the greatest ghost stories ever committed to film. Genuinely still terrifying. Greatly shot. Amazing score. Um, it's it's the real fucking deal. And it has taken so long for people to kind of gravitate towards their, their love. Uh, Doug Tilly only saw it two years ago and it scores ridiculously high for him for that reason. Um, Mark Ball, where does The Fog score for you, sir? This is right, right along with the the list in your list. It's a number four on my list. Uh, yeah, the the but I don't usually get down with ghost stories all that much unless it's like kind of tangentially a, a a ghost story like The Shining. Um, the Fog is my, my favorite ghost story and w- one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. I, I adore that fucking soundtrack. Yeah, it's um, killer. Oh, the Fog is so fucking good. Probably. Probably my second favorite John Carpenter movie. Oh, nice, nice. Now, listen, we are twinsies right now. You know what? what's better than twinsies? Triplets. We are the three amigos. <laughs> Ricky Morgan, uh, it came in at number four for you as well, sir. Absolutely, yep. Best, best ghost movie possibly ever made. Love it, love it. I love it when we all agree. I love it when we all agree. And that's Ghost not going to happen with the next one. Are <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you going to see the new pirate movie at the weekend next week? No, it's rated R. Um, <laughs> it's all right. It's a terrible joke. Don't laugh at it. No, it just encouraged me to do more. Uh, yeah, where's your buccaneer? Where's your bu- where's your buccaneers under my bucking hat? 
<laughs> Never heard that one before. Stolen. Um, hashtag stolen. Stolen because it's golden. Uh, right, number three on the list. Number three on the list. Scored a six points more. Um, it was the second appearance of the cerebral terror that is David Cronenberg. It's arguably one of the greatest horror remakes of all time. Remaking a... I would still argue a very well-made, albeit maybe more schlocky sci-fi until the end when it becomes true horror um, sort of movie. Uh, it is, we talk about practical effects, this is top tier. We talk about acting, this is top tier. We talk about set design, this is top tier. We talk about a director who, at this point, is probably, arguably, one of the greatest horror directors of all time, um, and David Cronenberg. Um it's the movie that coined the phrase be afraid you know um, it's uh, uh, I love this movie so much um, it's The Fly now The Fly scores really high for me ladies and gents I already told you that it was my number 3 pick it didn't score as high with my two guests I'm going to be interested to find out why so let's start with Mark unlucky number 13 for you why do yeah. you love like The Fly? Um, so, I, I, I think The Fly is an incredible remake. Um, if you've ever seen the original Fly, it's kind of bad. Uh, I mean, it has its charms, but it's not super great. It's, a, it's a, good, a good example of a remake where you take kind of a schlocky, not great movie and you turn it into like a fucking masterpiece, basically. I think my thing with the fly is it almost works a little bit too well. It's so fucking gross and disturbing and sad that I don't really want to watch it very often. It kind of fucking beats up on you. And I mean, it's it's brilliantly directed and shot and the creature effects are fucking incredible. But I just can't fucking bring myself to watch this thing very often. It's 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 a fucking buzzkill kind of like it's it's so gross and just so fucking brutal that like it kind of beats up on you. So that's that's why I landed a little. I, I think it's an incredible movie, but I don't honestly watch it very often. I wonder if you have the same justification, Ricky Morgan, because this didn't crack your top ten either. This came in at number eleven on your list. I was just sitting here shaking my head with everything he was saying, totally agreeing because <laughs> that's the way I feel about it too. I think it's I think it's an amazing flick. I just don't think it's one of those repeatable watches for me. And oddly enough, I've got it right above Pumpkinhead. So that kind of tells you what I think of this movie. Uh, you know, I do think it is an incredible you know, piece of film. It's just not one that I revisit a lot. There we go. There we go. So two movies left, scraping marginally above the fly with six points. Um, it has 178 overall. Uh, on any given day, on any given day, this is my favourite horror movie of all time. On the day that I did my list, um, it wasn't. It was my second favourite horror movie of all time. Um, it is a movie that the author hates the director for doing, and still to this day will be very petty about it. Describes it as a shiny Cadillac with no engine under the hood. Um, yeah, right then, Stephen King. Um, this is the, uh, the the film that maybe coined the phrase Kubrickian. It's the movie that maybe made us think the moon landing was fake. It's a movie that gave us so many great performances and so many great lines, like here's Johnny and yeah, he saw it on the television. Um, it is a movie that doesn't want to hurt you. 
doesn't want to hurt you. It just wants to bash your brains in. It just wants to bash them right the fuck in. Uh, 178 points. Number two on the list. Surprise, surprise, surprise to no one. Uh, it is The Shining. Um, the Shining, number two on my list. I fucking love it. It is a perfect horror movie in my my eyes. I, I don't think you get any closer to perfection. I think the movie that just, just beat it out um, is the same. Like really, I think there are two great examples of of perfect horror movies. Uh, a movie that weirdly still feels like it should have been a seventies movie. It's that kind of weird hangover from the seventies to the eighties. Um, it, however, was nowhere near this position for either of my guests right now. Mark Ball, where did The Shining come in for you, sir? I I had this in number six, and uh, now that I'm looking at my list, my my top six are all just really really close and how much i like i'm like this was this was really really hard part of this list because it it almost is different like depending on what day you ask me if if you ask me in the dead of winter like which one of these i I would pull off my shelf the shining would be considerably higher because this is kind of like required viewing every single winter um god i don't even know where to begin with this movie it's so many things that like uh, again a, a sort of ghost movie that i'm like totally in love with um, the the isolationism of this movie, like that's a big thing for me in horror movies, is when your protagonists feel isolated. Because I live in a state where we are just by the very nature of the lay of the land, very fucking isolated. So I can relate to this movie a lot. Um, and and any movie that takes place in the dead of winter, where like the the weather and the winter itself is almost like a villain in the movie i'm i'm fucking all about that so it might might have might have landed a little bit low on my list but this this top six on my list is like they're they're all like right next to each other as far as how much i like these so right uh ricky morgan even lower for you sir uh, just barely made that top 10 for you yeah uh, and that's not a discredit to the film. Uh, again, I'm thinking of introducing these films to folks. The, to me, The Shining is a... You get it after about the third or fourth viewing. Uh, I think there's so much detail into what's going on. It's not like American Werewolf, one of these other ones that where you, you get it first time. You got it, right? You walk out of the theater going, wow, that was incredible. I think The Shining is one of those that mentally... You have to go back and start picking things apart and trying to figure out what was actually going on. And I think because of that, I dropped it down a bit. I feel the same way about most of Kubrick's work. Yeah, I love it, but I think the intellectual level of it is a little hard for just going and watching a movie and walking away going, "Wow, that was you know scary or fun." Or I think The Shining plays on your emotions a little differently than any other movie that's on this list. Interesting, interesting. Well, that leaves one movie left and a series that will surprise no one um, and with a mammoth lead. I mean, this is the highest lead between any two ranking films uh, side by side. Uh, A whole 35 points clear at the top of the list. Uh, A movie which, when Mark was saying, you know, I love the isolationist uh, perspective of the movie. You know, the, the winter feel, the the paranoia and all the rest. I'm right there with you. That is that that is the sort that that sort of nihilism is is what really ticks all my boxes. So it should be no surprise at all. Um 
especially if you've listened this far, because I've already revealed it at least once, uh, you should be no surprise at all that uh, number one on this list is John Carpenter's The Thing, with 213 points uh, on the list. It is the definitive horror movie in my book. Uh, it's a movie that was shunned when it was released, a movie that he has been vindicated so many times on is unbelievable. It has the best John Carpenter score never actually written by John Carpenter instead by uh, Morricone um, which is just a genius bit of well if I'm not doing the score for it I'm going to get arguably the greatest composer of, of uh, genre cinema of all time to do it it's got so many memorable lines some great characters it's got the best acted dog of all time uh, in, in, a, in a movie <laughs> um, it is just it is a movie that I never tire of watching um and I never will tire of watching. I think it is a perfect fucking movie. It, it me, if it's not my, if you, I'm not even just talking about genre wise. I think it may be the best movie ever made, um, and that is what you call a bold statement. Some hot takes over here, uh, Mark Ball. I know for a fact that you're right where there with me, sir, because I can see your list right now. And at number one, it was the thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of awesome, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't be happier that this landed at number one. To me, to me, the thing is like the really good bottle of scotch that you only take out for like special occasions. It's the opposite of like the movies that I don't like as much because I don't watch them as much. This one I intentionally don't watch except for maybe once a year in the dead of fucking winter, and it's it's like a special occasion when you get to sit down and watch the thing because I, I I've seen it a million times. I think I think it benefits massively from repeat viewings and like that the the, the more you kind of watch the characters and the stuff that they go through in this movie the more that its best parts kind of come out like the paranoia and the isolationism and like just the the level of distrust amongst them and I mean yeah th- this was a no-brainer like th- this is my all-time favorite movie I I, I have the Drew Struzan poster tattooed on my arm big fucking ink so i mean i i i i would consider myself like a the the thing super fan i i fucking adore this movie so much and like i i would have been really shocked if this hadn't landed in at least like the top three and i'm not really surprised it landed at the top It, it it feels like it feels both like a a personal choice to put this at the top and an academic one I, I just really I don't think you can like make a strong argument that this isn't one of the best horror movies ever made, if not one of the best movies ever made. So like, yeah, this 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 doesn't really come as a big surprise, but I'm I'm really happy that this landed in the top because this movie is this is the gift that keeps on giving, and it's a, it's it's so fucking lame that this didn't get such a good reception when it came out and people hated it for years. That just that boggles my fucking mind. I just want to confirm that that expensive bottle of whiskey isn't getting poured over an electronic chess game. Cheating, <laughs> <laughs> bitch! <laughs> just making sure, just making sure. Um, yeah, we know it didn't make number one on Ricky Morgan's list. That was an American werewolf in London. Um, however, I'm very thankful to say that whilst I was like, what? Uh, Ricky redeemed himself. Where did it appear on your list, sir? It's number two, man. And yeah. again, it's the approach of introducing these films. The thing, the thing about the thing, is uh, it's basically what Duncan and I love about the Giallo stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the killer running around, but you have no idea who it is. It could be anybody. 
with with a super dash of you know the the sci-fi element from the original this is carpenter at his best um it's just an incredible film and does it deserve to be number one absolutely but as a personal list of again introducing these to newbies it may be a little too much for somebody just just wanting to know what mm-hmm. a horror flick is and uh but it's not as it's not as hairy as the shining as far as, as far as trying to keep up with stuff so i think it's easy for somebody to get into and start following and what i mean what can you say about the effects i mean botine just really took it to another level um I see people now starting to kind of bash this movie a little bit over the effects. Yeah, I'm like, it's going to happen as it becomes out, more popular. Are you out of your mind? I mean, <laughs> you know, I tell you what, go to the store, buy you some rubber, you know, that, you know, and try to do what this guy did, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. But, anyways, yes, this movie, sure, overall, yeah, number one, not a problem with it at all. Yes, yes. Interesting you said about the, the whole Jallo influence and all the rest. Um, I mean, John Carpenter said himself that one of the biggest biggest influences on his making of the thing was Suspiria. It was a movie that really, Suspiria really wanted, made him want to, one, start doing horror, but two, really right. want to start pushing things out. And you can tell in a lot of the lighting effects in this, they're not the Argento colour scheme by any stretch of the imagination, but the use of lighting in particular in this movie exactly. is right yep. out of the Argento playbook. It's, it's kind yep. of phenomenal. Totally agree. Oh. Oh. So good. No so Argento! Good. <laughs> yeah. No now Argento, don't get it. <laughs> fucking started. Um... So yeah, so uh, let's count down that list one more time for you all. Um, so on Ricky's top 20 list, at number 20 was Society, 19 was Near Dark, 18 was Gremlins, 17 Pet Cemetery, 16 was Christine, that's a bit of a tongue twister, 15 Videodrome, 14 The Beyond, 13 Night of the Creeps, 12 Pumpkinhead, 11 The Fly, 10 was Poltergeist, 9 The Shining, 8 The Blob, 7 Return of the Living Dead, 6 Hellraiser, Five, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Four, The Fog. Three, Fright Night. Two, The Thing. And one, An American Werewolf in London. Mark and for, and for a kiss, And for a Kiss mm-hmm. fan, Christine at 16 is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of creepy when we know how old they were. When we get that song. Um, Christine, 16, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, number 20 on Mark's list Society 19 Videodrome 18 Poltergeist 17 It's Pet Cemetery 16 Gremlins 15 Fright Night 14 Christine that's another one let's hope let's hope Kiss didn't sing that because um, that ain't perfect that's weird and wrong uh, 13 The Fly <laughs> um, 12 Night of the Creeps 11 Hellraiser 10 Near Dark 9 Pumpkinhead 8 The Blob 7 Was Nightmare on Elm Street 6 The Shining 5 The Beyond 4 The Fog 3 An American Werewolf in London 2 Return of the Living Dead and 1 Was The Time um, and once again just to reiterate my list because I know you've already heard it but I'm doing it again 20 was Pet Cemetery, 19 was Christine that's a bit more reasonable uh, 18 was Pumpkinhead 17 A Nightmare on Elm Street 16 Gremlins 15 was Society, 14 The Blob, 13 Night of the Creeps, 12 Poltergeist, 11 Return of the Living Dead, 10 was Near Dark, 9 was Fright Night, 8 was Videodrome, 7 was The Beyond, 6 was An American Werewolf in London, 5 was Hellraiser, 
Four was the fog. Three was the fly. Two was the shining. And one was the thing. Before you gents go, you both had a simple assignment. I asked you to wildcard pick um, an additional movie. So if you had one movie that you could substitute in on this list, what would it be? And why would it be it? And where would you position it? Uh, with that in mind, I will say that Ricky Morgan, his pick would have been at the third place, top three. Um, <laughs> Ricky, do you want to reveal what that title was now? It is Evil Dead, man. I mean, we're still talking about this movie and everything it's impacted ever since, even with a series that have already come and gone based off the same idea. This is the movie that introduced not only Sam Raimi and the craziness of the abilities really changed the way that guerrilla filmmaking was made from this point on. Not only that, but just the fact of it introduced to us another set of rules that changed. Talking about changing all the rules, this broke all of them as well when this movie came out. And the fact of you introduced multiple demon possessions and the only way to get rid of them is to chop the bodies up. I mean, come on. You know, we've got so many movies on the li on this list that are based off a bit of the gore factor. I tell you, without the Evil Dead, we don't have these movies. There we go. And that came in number three on your list. Uh, I will tell you that one other person picked Evil Dead. It should surprise no one uh, that it was Doug Tilly. Doug Tilly picked the Evil Dead. Um, it appeared at number... Will that be... Um, 10 on Doug uh, yeah. Doug's list um, for the Evil Dead and he will go into great detail when you listen back to this episode <laughs> as to why he picked it uh, Mark Ball uh, he picked a movie it was one higher than yours so it was his second his top second top on his entire list Mark Ball what was that movie? Slugs <laughs> yeah, Slugs you're all idiots for not liking Slugs more <laughs> No, my mine was uh, because I could only pick one. It was Evil Dead Two, which Boom. I put at number two on my list. Um, if I could have picked both, it would have been a tie between part Evil Dead One and Evil Dead Two as like my second favorite, like right up there, yeah. right, right, right behind the thing. Um, those two movies made me want to make fucking movies when I was about thirteen. And if anybody that's listening has checked out any of my like stop motion stuff that I've been working on here lately, I finally sort of have kind of become a filmmaker, I guess you'd say. My voice is getting really high. <laughs> um, definite fucking Sam Raimi influence and in on that stuff. Like it, it, the, Night of the Living Dead 68 and Evil Dead 1 and 2 were the movies that like made me fall in love with movies like to a completely different level. And especially the first one on its like absolute shoestring budget, seeing what they did and kind of the same thing with mm -hmm. Night of the Living Dead. There are so right. many. I think there are so many filmmakers that saw those two movies at a really formative age and it made them say, I want to make movies like I, I can do this. If, right. if these guys did this with this little like maybe I could do this. And boy, it's I I. I can't understate the importance of those two Evil Dead movies that I'm really, really bummed that neither of them made it onto the final list. So, um, yeah, that, I, I put number two just because I, I, I probably watched that one a little bit more than the first one by a small margin. But, um, yeah, the, 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 those are like two of my all-time favorite movies. So, wild card, bitch, number two. Yeah. 
<laughs> one one other person selected Evil Dead 2, and that was Bo Ransdell, which should surprise absolutely no one. Um, yeah. Bo had at number 8 on his list, so not as high as you, but did have it in there. Um, I can reveal again, because you've already heard it, but I'll reveal it again. My wild card pick was The Hitcher. Um, a lot of people mm. thought it was going to be Tenebrae, but you thought it was going to be Tenebrae. Well, you'd be wrong. Um, and you obviously didn't listen to the previous segment where I released the, 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 the announcement that it was The Hitcher. Uh, the Hitcher came in at number seven for me on my list. Uh, Tenebrae is a hugely important movie. Uh, the Hitcher's in my top ten horror movies of all time, though. Um, I genuinely think it is a masterpiece. Um, and it's another one that sorely needs a 4K print. Skip the fucking 2K shit, just give me a 4K of the Hitcher um, and I will be happy as a pig in shit. Um, however, I did see, I did make a deal about the wild cards. I said that if there was enough, there was enough points given to any wild card pick that it bet point-wise anything on the official list, it would replace it. I am sad to say that neither Evil Dead nor Evil Dead 2 made it onto the list, nor did The Hitcher. Evil Dead 2 came closest, so it was a mere 12 points away from from uh, Pet Cemetery to appearing on the list. I'm afraid it didn't make it. Um, weirdly enough, uh, the rankings, uh, the top three of the, the, the wildcard picks that almost made it but didn't, and mere points separating between the two of them, Evil Dead 2 was at the top with 32 points, The Hitcher was second with 30 points, and Evil Dead was third with 29 points. So unfortunately the final list doesn't change, and what I say this is because people did not communicate with each other. I said if you all got together and you agreed, then maybe some action would have happened. Turns out no one spoke to anyone, and as a result you get these, these results like this. So... There we go, that's the official list done. There is only one more list to reveal. Uh, I'm doing it myself at the end of the show where I reveal the listener choice list um, and how that that plays into everything that's done. So listeners have been submitting their lists in and I will reveal what their list is at the end of this episode. I want to just take a couple of seconds to thank my guests tonight uh, on this recording, Mark Ball and Ricky Morgan, for not only suffering through 20 movies, but then doing the movies that they hadn't seen to do this final run here. Greatly appreciated. Um, And uh, all I will say to you before I jump on the break, gents, is um, get some rest in, because before you know it, the 90s will be here, and when the 90s come here, all bets are off um guests start with ricky morgan would you like to say goodbye and uh where people can check out your stuff online yeah uh at legion podcast i have how many shows now uh helming power hours out there you've got short bus cinema you've got house of wax which uh i kicked off the entire series of that with one evil dead there you go i'll defend evil dead and phantasm to my grave uh <laughs> Uh, and then uh, also I've started uh, Under My Wheels, which is basically a podcast I do in my car. And uh, that's kind of branched out into uh, <laughs> like my own radio show. So if you're interested in any of those, take your chances, folks. <laughs> on, nice. We're all on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you mama. We're everywhere. Awesome. Awesome. Marble, currently not with a podcast, but things may change. Sneak, sneak, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, 
say no more about that because things have not been ironed out, but it's looking yeah. good. <laughs> um, so, since we can't, can't talk about that right just quite yet at this time of recording, uh, the, there are back episodes of Fancy and Friends podcast. We haven't recorded in about a year, but um, there's uh, there's about 15 really solid audio commentaries on there, many of which we discussed during the the 80s series like the thing and um there's a a great pieces audio commentary uh featuring uh duncan in a couple episodes and uh, i think ricky was on one or two three of those ghostbusters or something yeah uh were you you on the phantasm episode too no i don't think so no Anyway, the, those are solid. Those are on SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, go check out some back. There's some back episodes of the Midnight Horror Show. Um, obviously, lately, I've just been doing a lot of guest spots. Uh, follow me on Instagram. It's at fancy underscore Mark. You'll see a lot of my stop motion stuff start popping up there and action figure photography and what I'm watching and fun shit like that. Um, and yeah, maybe go maybe go follow the, the Midnight Horror Show group and uh, <laughs> see if we actually get our shit together over there and start doing more episodes. Yeah. It could happen. I don't know. Maybe. 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 <laughs> um, you never know. You never know. All, all, all it takes is someone to travel eight hours on a plane and get someone else drunk and tell them why it's a great idea. Um, that's all it took. That's all it took. Uh, right. Uh, thank you very much to my guests once again for joining me. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, this has been an absolute blast. I bitch and moan about doing these so much. Like, absolute. It's a huge process for me. It starts, like, in January. And when we started recording in, I want to say it was June. So it's six months of work for me just trying to get these, these particular series off the ground. And when I finish them, I always feel sad that we finished them because I get so much in the headspace. Um, they're flawed, deeply, deeply flawed. And if you, a listener out there, take one thing away from these: is the list that appeared at the end here is not a definitive list of anything. It's a fun list created by podcasters that know how to put fun at themselves and have a good time while doing it. Um, hopefully, you will join me again next year when we look at the nineties. Oh my god, it's going to be amazing! <laughs> oh, if you think that's not a horror movie, was a statement used this time. Wait till next next year. Oh, it's just gonna be that's not a harder movie. That's not a harder movie. Can't fucking wait. Oh, I live for this shit. Thank you very much for everyone that has taken part. Uh, everyone that has listened to everything that we've done. Um, everyone who commented, uh, sent in lists. Uh, everyone that took part on the Facebook group page, uh, posting what they would have picked, where they would have picked it. The, the just general outrage has been amazing. Uh, those are some of my favourites. <laughs> the Evil Dead outrage is probably the most fun I've had this year. Um, because I'm right there with you. It doesn't feel right. It does not feel right. But it happened. And we are all to blame collectively as a group. We share the blame uh, like a blanket when we're cold. I mean, the methodology, I think, is really to blame here. Well, and that's is... a good summary for the 80s, too. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think... Once again, like the changes from last year into this year, there will be changes before the 90s. It may not affect the Noah's Ark rules. It may affect it. I don't think there's any great way of doing this, and that's kind of what I want. I want a position where... I've always said that I don't want people to just be like, all right, here's a list of 10 movies for that year. Well, of course, it's this movie and this movie that goes through. I want people to actually watch the movies and put some thought process in it. One of the biggest things I've found it through doing this is actually... 
when push comes to shove, you think you think automatically movies like The Lost Boys are just universally regarded better than a movie like Near Dark. But on a show like this, you find that, that whilst people still like The Lost Boys, maybe Near Dark slightly better. And that's not an indicative of how things are posted online. It's not indicative of how websites or other lists rank things. And I think that's important. I think it's good to get horror podcasters' opinions, but it's also good to get listeners' opinions as well. And whilst it's flawed, deeply, deeply flawed, um, it makes really interesting conversations because it actually makes you work to get your movie through. Um, and I, in my world, A Nightmare on Elm Street would be, would be on the, the final list, but, you know, Doug pushes it through and the people respond to that and it scores high <laughs> because of that. On the flip side of that, a, a movie like Pumpkinhead wouldn't go through, yet the listeners put Pumpkinhead above Videodrome. So, once again, it stresses how fickle these lists are. I'd much rather have those conversations than the same conversations we have every time we record where we're just like, oh yeah, The Thing's a great movie. Tell me why it's a great movie and then compare it to other movies and tell me why it's better. That's where it gets exciting. So yeah, I love doing these. We will be back. There is another rim table. I'm going to announce this uh, because I have people on, on the show that are going to be involved in certain things. There is another rim table going to be happening. I don't think it'll be before the end of the year, but early into next year, featuring myself, Bo, and Doug. <laughs> uh, it was supposed to happen in a wider group, but I've can I've put it down in a more concise and workable strategy. It's not purely horror-based, although it certainly dangles its toes in the horror waters. Uh, myself, Bo and Doug will be doing a full retrospective into the Coen Brothers back catalogue. Um, oh. and, and hopefully, hopefully, we will be in a position where we've seen that Netflix shenanigans that's coming out really, yeah. really soon. Um, there is another thing that's happening and I've not asked Bo about it yet but I'm lumping Bo in because Bo likes being involved with all these things he's going to hate this uh, last year myself, Bo and Jamie did Shiflanigans hopefully you listened to it we, we ranked all the Mike Flanagan movies in order Jamie pitched an idea to me and it's the greatest idea ever it's an idea that's going to make Bo unhappy which makes me happy uh, we're going to be looking at the Wanniverse it's coined by yes! Jamie and that'll be coming <laughs> Bo you can groan all you want uh, that is and I want to call it Masters of the Wanniverse I love I that that's, that's what's awesome. happening that's what's happening that is likely not just a one recording that's going to be a two recording because I want to do <laughs> the Conjuring universe as a, a I'm one sorry, show Bo. and I want yeah, to do don't... a James Wan horror entry as a different show so that'll be a, a kind of two parter thing and that hopefully will be kicked off before the end of the year but I'll need to converse with my co-hosts don't ruin He-Man for me, Jamie. What's wrong with you? Oh, Come it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good because it's going to be Jamie saying she loves something and Bo saying he hates something and both of them just fighting Yeah, it'll each pretty other. much be Devour. That's what oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> so that is also coming. Like I said, uh, myself and the sexual colossus that is Andy Blockley have got things working in the background. Um, there will be a number of other guest appearances by all the guest hosts here, which I, once again, I can't thank enough are coming on the show and uh, yeah I'm going to take my final break just now when I come back all I am giving you is the way you can find the show notes because I am tired and I have pretty much landed this recording spot on to when I said I was going to so there's going to be a slight victory, victory lap around my bedroom now <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah once again thank you very much to my guest host thanks for checking out the Teapot Summer Top 10 series looking at the 80s we will be back for the 90s in one year's time until then I will speak to you all of time. Bye everyone.
You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been our round table, finishing off the Summer Teapot's top 10 series. Oh my God, looking at the 80s. And there we have our definitive list. Like I say, thank you to all my guest hosts and thank you to all the listeners who supplied the list and thanks for checking out the show. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs as always. I say check us out on Apple Podcasts, come across, subscribe to the feed. That way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of T Putts content. But don't stop there. Leave us a rating and a review. Ratings are super important. The more of them we get, the higher up the iTunes charts we're pushed. So for example, if it's five stars, if we get plenty of them, we're pushed up those iTunes charts for people to come across and find us when they search horror podcasts also leave us a review though take seconds for you to do means the world to us it's free it's the best way to promote the show over at that platform so please 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 do that and do a bit of word of mouth as well just recommend us to people that you think might like the podcast under the stairs ladies and gents that's how you do word of mouth Super, super easy. Come across to our, our website is tputzcast.com. You can click the merch tab there or go directly to our merch site, which is tputzcast.bigcartel.com. We are selling posters and enamel pins over there and are a few weeks away from brand new merch that's going to blow your tiny little mind. You can check out the show also on Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play and the TuneIn app. We are on Facebook in two different locations. We have a group page, which is a community page where people post things about the shows we're doing, movies they're looking forward to, trailers, polls, memes, you name it, it's all over there. The group page is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. But we also have a page over there where we do our live streams. Our 31 of October happens over there. Thursday Thursdays, our Instagram's linked to it and our merch will be too. That is facebook.com forward slash tputzcast. You can interact with the bads and the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at TputzCast. So there we go. It's time for us to go. We're back on Thursday this week where we will be doing Movie Club Challenge Teaputs. The Versus series, Near Dark versus Lost Boys. You have until Wednesday to get your reviews in. Which is the better movie and why with a Netflix grade? I look forward to reading them when they come in and that show will come out on Thursday. Wherever you are though, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off. Stop!